welcome to Hour of Devastation, a weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neil. Hello. How are you doing, Sam? I'm pretty good. I'm trying not to melt in this. It's not even a heat wave at this point. It's, it's yeah, just kind of summertime, really, I guess. Finally. We're just like hot country. <laughs> That's what it is now. We've just, I think England's like shifted into the Mediterranean. <laughs> it's just. It's everything's turned to hay. Everyone's covered in sweat. I just uh... <laughs> that, that or the, it's the end times. You know, one of the two. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Or like you know, the God Fairy literally is approaching, and they are just gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'd take either one to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, same, same. A <laughs> <laughs> bleak start to this week's podcast. Lovely, <laughs> lovely stuff. Um, yeah, well, I'm doing pretty good. I'm like you know, just trying to play magic all the time. Sweet, as I do. Yeah, normally. same. Same. Yeah, have you uh, been playing much magic this week? Yeah, a reasonable amount, I think. Um, obviously, we had pre-release at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to three of those. Was fairly happy with my results, I think. Like, mm-hmm. so went to the the midnight one uh, and did like horrendously, but I opened like legitimately the worst pool like ever. Yeah, you sent me that pool. It, it was it horrible, <laughs> absolutely horrible. So I don't know. I give it the best shot with the pool I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lost every round, but whatever. It's yeah, fine. you just like sending messages throughout the day, so being more and more dejected. Just the fact that you were constantly losing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah, and then I um, actually skipped going to pre-release on Saturday to do a, a Dominaria draft on Magic Online. That seems like the correct choice of what to do with your time. Yeah, it just felt like a bit of a, a pick me up after that horrible, horrible um, experience at the, the midnight event. <laughs> Got wrecked. Uh, but then the Sunday events, I, I did slightly better on the Sunday events. So I mean, I say slightly better. I went one uh, three on the uh, <laughs> the one in the morning. Uh, again, that was playing a, a reasonable deck. Like it wasn't great, but it, like it wasn't particularly bad. But I think it, I just went a little bit too greedy with it. Um, I had like chromium up into chromium and was trying to like splash colours when I probably really shouldn't have been splashing, but. Mm-hmm. You know, it was fun. I got to do a, a silly thing. Yeah, because I was playing like, um, like Phylactery Leech in that deck as well. <laughs> <laughs> and only three artifacts. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, you know, I, I got to cast the Leech on turn five one game. That was that was good. That won me that game. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I ended up going 1-3 going in the end. Uh, but uh-huh. yeah, I managed to swing it down for some redemption in the afternoon where I went 3-1. I opened a really, really sweet uh, red-white deck and it was just super aggro like on colour rares um, just absolutely went you know 2-0 every game apart from the, the last round I, went to, I was playing against the, the mirror match and uh, went 1-2 in that came very close and it was just like who top decked the Lavrax first really which was my opponent in that scenario okay so that sounds it, fun yeah I, I enjoyed that it kind of it felt like a, a very big like change of pace to Dominaria has been. Um, I think if you can draft like a or open up like a like a very hyper aggressive like red white deck and sealed, then you can play a, some some fairly fast games. I think. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Okay. I've yet to play any of this format yet because I mean I've got things to do with my life. <laughs> That's understandable. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I I don't know. I can just never find the time to get to pre-releases anymore. Yeah, totally. I mean, especially if you like work weekends and stuff as well. Yeah, like I'm working on Saturday, and then by the time I'm like finished with work on Saturday, I'm just knackered. I was like, "Oh, you should do the midnight pre-release like on Friday after afternoon." I'm like, "I can't, I can't do that." And then like, cab for work at quarter six the next day. I mean, I'd probably be driving straight from Magic to work, so <laughs> that seems like a hard idea. Yeah, um, but I've not dropped, I've not like opened any M19 yet. I've not played in this format, but cool. Maybe we should change that right now, then get on for Cracker Pack this week. 
yeah, like my completely baseless opinion on this set. Let's, <laughs> let's see what I think is a, a pack or pick one. Awesome, yeah. So let's get right into it. So we got a, a pack of Core Set 2019 to open for our Cracker Pack this week. Let's just crack that right open. There we go. Ah, so first up, we've got Spark Tongue Dragon. So it's a 3 and 2 red for a 3 3 flying creature. It's a dragon. And when it enters the battlefield, you may pay 2 and a red. When you do, it deals 3 damage to any target. That seems very good. It's really good. Yeah, like I had one of them in the pool and the red white deck that I went 3 1 with. And mm. it was, yeah, it was just, just really good at like pretty much any point. Like you play it on turn 5 and it's fine. It's like a 3 3 flyer. And, mm-hmm. and if you can sort of keep it in your hand until you get that 8 mana to activate it, it's just really good value. That's, I mean, that's a, a pretty uh, a pretty good card to open first. Yeah, definitely. It's, I mean, it's it's the default pick, but I wouldn't be surprised if it, if that ends up being the, the pick of this pack. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's really good. Right, let's see what disappointing cards we can find in the rest of the pack. Cool. So, next up, we've got Macabre Wolves. That's one and a black for a sorcery. Turn up to two target creature cards from your graveyard to your hand, then discard a card. Okay, no. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. <laughs> uh, I agree. I mean, it's considerably worse than the uh, the Spark Tongue Dragon. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really think it's particularly playable at all. Um, I mean, uh, yeah. Cards like this have been playable before. Yeah. Oh, what was the last set? What was the last set this was printed? Was this in Shadows? Uh, I think so. I want to say, yeah, it was either in Shadows or it was in like Origins. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember playing this card. I remember this card being incredibly medium. Like, I guess from playing like a really grindy deck, I yeah. might want a copy, but I'm not first picking it. Yeah, totally. Definitely not over that dragon. Mm-hmm. So after that, we've got Loxodon Linebreaker. That is two and a white for a three-two creature. It's an elephant soldier. I mean, this is just like uh, just just bread and butter stuff, right? Like, yeah, totally. Absolutely, just acceptable like C level card. Like mm-hmm. if you're playing a white deck, like you're gonna probably play like one of these. Yeah, sure. Um, but I'm not taking it over an actual good card in the dragon. <laughs> I agree, one hundred percent. After that, we've got Daggerback Basilisk. It's two and a green for a two-two Basilisk, and it has Death Touch. Okay, I quite like this card. I like the card a lot. Yeah, I think it's uh, yeah, I think it's very good. Um, I again still prefer the dragon though. Yeah, like I, I'm not sure actually. Mm. I think the the problem with this card is you're um, you're just trading it off a lot of time. Yeah, totally. The amount of two power creatures that this is gonna, this is going to be blocking where it just dies. Yeah. Uh, it's not like it's going to be a like a haymaker because no, I think totally. it's just going to have to block early. Yeah, you, I mean, you're just going to be using it as, as a removal spell for the the vast majority of the game, really. Mm-hmm. I think that's fine, but I, I, yeah, I'd rather take something like that probably fits a game plan, like the um, like the dragon. Absolutely. So after that, we have Snapping Drake. That's three and a blue for a three-two Drake with flying. Uh, again, this is fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think we're going to get a lot of this in this set. Which like, this card is fine. I would play this card, but it's not in any way exciting or like first pickable yeah absolutely like playing a blue deck you'll pick up a snapping drake at some point mm-hmm. we've seen it before in every, you know, pretty much every single core set like it's nothing to get excited about but you'd be happy playing it yeah definitely but not over the not over the Spartan Dragon no way uh, so after that we have uh, Vyashino Pyromancer that's one and a red for a 2-1 uh, wizard when it enters the battlefield it deals two damage to target player or planeswalker eh uh... Yeah, that's very medium. Yeah, totally. Like again, it's it's probably fine if you're playing the red deck or like you know, like the red white aggro deck. It comes down as a two one, deals two damage to your opponent. Like yeah, that's fine. Uh, there aren't any wizard synergies like there were in Dominaria, so you can't really do any yeah. cool things with that bit. But yeah, it's, it's not great. Yeah, certainly not gonna 
beat the dragon here. Nah, not so. Like, if I'm playing a red card, <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely going to play the dragon. Absolutely. Oh, well, so after that, we have Field Creeper. That is two mana for a 2 1 artifact creature, and it's a scarecrow. No, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, it's it's unplayable, really. I mean, like. There is, yeah. Like, like there's a blue white artifact deck, like, definitely. Like, if you need artifacts to do that, or if you need you know, artifacts to play your uh, Flactory Lich, then yeah, sure. Like, take it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, the art is also... Yeah, sweet. I was just about to say, the art is, like, considerably the best thing about this card. Yeah, well, like, far and away the best thing about this card. Yeah. This is... This is bad. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, it, it was consider- considerably better in, like, Shadow's Draft, because it was an artifact creature, so it helped fuel Delirium. Yep. But you just don't have that synergy in this set, so... It, it's not really going to do anything for you, really. No. So still okay. on that dragon. Mm-hmm. So after that, we have uh, Oruscus Swift Claw. That's one and white for a 3-1 Cat Warrior. Man, there's so many vanilla cards in this <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, good, good old core sets. How I, I missed you. Um, yeah. yeah, I play this in, like... An aggressive deck. I mean, Raptor Companion was bad. Yep. Two minutes. Uh, what was the two minutes for one in Dominaria? Um, ben, I want to say it was like Banalish. Marshall? Is Marshall that the one? Marshall or something. Or Hero or Warrior or something. That one. Th- that was. The, the, fine. Yeah, the two mana three one. That wasn't a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That one. Um, uh, these cards have been generally playable if there's an aggro deck in the format. But, I mean, it's not something I'm going to take now. Yeah, totally. I, I think. I think this this one is is slightly more playable in in this format than the other two mana three ones have been in the other formats. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, like dragon beats this any day of the week. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, this isn't a consideration. <laughs> yeah, cool. So after that, we've got totally lost. That is four and a blue for an instant. Put target non-land permanent on top of its owner's library. Yeah, sort of our first piece of removal in the in the packs of our really as well. Yeah, I don't think it's better than just taking a good creature. I agree, a hundred percent. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think this card's fine. Like this card is good. Yeah, I would like probably, probably play it in most most blue decks I'm drafting, but yeah, I'm not I'm not taking it. Yeah, same. Like I, I wouldn't ever really be like excited to play it. Like I just found that in in most scenarios, like at least in, like the limited games I've played with it so far, like it's. It's just going to be like a five mana time walk effect, which isn't always necessarily great, especially in like a grindy format anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not always where you want to be. No, certainly not better than a dragon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, this dragon's going all the way. Oh yeah, it, it might well do. It might well go all the way. Uh, so after that, we've got Bog Stomper. That's four and two black for a six five beast. <laughs> See, I think we're just sort of grasping at straws. <laughs> things to evaluate about these cards like, six mana six five is fine if you need a six mana six five player absolutely like yeah it's, it's fine it's fine i missed yes. dominario <laughs> <laughs> that is gonna be the takeaway from like every pack we open up i missed dominario yeah quite probably all right that's oh. fine yeah, not the box stomper cool <laughs> well we've got a good one next so we come to our first of the uncommons and it's mm-hmm. murder that's one black black for an instant destroyed target creature. Okay, like I'm probably just going to take this now. That's yeah, fine. I, I agree. I think like the dragon's great. There's an argument for taking the dragon so far based on the fact that it's it's one of two red cards and like by far the, the most superior red card in the pack. Mm-hmm. So you're you know, right away you're cutting the person next to you off red. But yeah, sometimes it's just right to take the three mana removal spell. Yeah, just straight up murder. Just like yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to miss out on that. I don't think. I I agree 100. Uh, so after that, we've got uh, one of my favourite cards in the set. We've got Millstone. <laughs> so it's a, 
2 mana for an artifact, and you can pay 2 and tap it. Target player puts the top 2 cards of their library into their graveyard. Right, so unless you're exactly Joe Loudon, <laughs> we're never picking this card. <laughs> uh, I, pro- I probably would never like pack 1 pick it, but... <sighs> Yeah. I uh, like if I if I opened like uh, like a patient rebuilding as the rare, then yeah, sure. I'll probably highly take some millstones and just just do the mill plan. Sure. But if it's if it's this on murder, murder's gonna win any day of the week, really. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, this is tricky. <laughs> I don't think there's actually a conversation to be had here. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean. I mean, like any of the vanilla creatures we've opened so far is more pickable than. Yeah. The mill. I mean, millstone does kill your opponent's creatures before they even hit the battlefield. Oh, dude, hand. No, just no. <laughs> this is a bad card. It Move is, on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, last of the uncommons, we have a Girapur Guide. That uh, is two and a green for a 3 2 Elf Scout. You pay two and a green. Target creature you control can't be blocked by creatures of power two or less this turn. Um, mm, no. Yeah, I, I agree there. Like, murder's just straight, straight up better. Mm hmm. Like, this. Ugh. I'm not. I've never been really impressed by this card. Like by the time you get into so that the earliest you're activating this was on turn six. Yeah. And they've probably got something with power greater than two to block your things. Absolutely. Um, it just doesn't do enough, and is obviously not better than just straight murder. Yeah, I agree there. So mm-hmm. brings us to our rare. Our rare is, ooh, it's open the graves. So it's oh. three and two black. Uh, whenever a non-token creature you control dies, create a two-two black zombie creature token. This is uninteresting for draft. I yeah, I am very unsure about how it's going to play in draft exactly. But in sealed, this was one of the most annoying cards I played against all weekend because they just keep recycling their creatures. Yeah, it's a fairly like slow to medium format speed anyway. So mm-hmm. by the time like even they just jam this on turn five, like they might have like a creature or two, and then every creature they play after that is just going to replace itself essentially. Yeah, it like yeah, I feel like it like in a lot of situations it completely removes like incentive for your opponent to attack because mm-hmm. you know, your creatures will die but then you've got two twos so you can just swing back so uh, is it better than murder is the question no <laughs> just like this isn't better I mean like if you're if you're taking the and you're passing the murder yeah I and just, that's not uh, a, that's not a place I want to be I don't think you're sending a huge signal of blacks open and you, you don't want to be doing that yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is just right to take the murderer in this case. Um, cool. Yeah, I think what I've, I've played with the format so far, like it seems to feel a lot like, I mean, obviously it does feel a lot like a core set because it is a core set, but mm-hmm. in the sense that the bombs are good and the bombs matter and removal is good and removal matters. Like, it's kind of like limited 101 really mm-hmm. it's less like synergy and cool and interesting things and more just like you play the good cards you haven't got the good cards well you're probably just not going to win that game yep so I, th- I think yeah based based on what I know of the format so far murder is definitely going to be pack one pick one here yeah it's not interesting or flashy but it's just a good card no I've got a very nice goblin token though oh sweet well I don't know what the goblin tokens look like in this set kind of looks more like a the top half of an orc popped on the, the bottom half of a goblin and it's running Ooh. down running down the street and it's got a big axe sweet okay that yeah. sounds that sounds like a goblin it's yeah it's pretty cool not quite the uh, ones with the massive shoulder pads and the, the goggles that we had in Dominaria but uh, yeah it's, <laughs> it's back to traditional fantasy goblins I think yeah just uh, I think <laughs> literally everything about this set is like, well it's not as good as Dominaria is it yeah, I, th- I think that definitely holds a lot of weight. I think I'm I'm like so down on the set as opposed to like what it was even like this time last week. Like I was really excited to play it. I was like, hey, like I know it's nowhere near as powerful as Dominaria, but it kind of looks refreshing in like an un- like an un- 
like a sort of underwhelming way. It looks really refreshing because we haven't had anything like so so clean with like so many vanilla creatures for so long. Mm-hmm. It's going to be cool. It's going to be different. Like, and then now I've played it, I'm like, oh no, like, give me my own common legendary creatures. Like, yeah. like yeah. give me touch over. Like, <laughs> oh dude, yeah, nothing's going to feel as good as pack one picking a touch over. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I can't pick on an icing icing behind her. Yeah, oh man. Why can't they just put icing this set? Yeah. Anyway, we've got like a, a reasonably large show to do. Yeah, we do all about Call of twenty nineteen. Yeah, so maybe we shouldn't just spend <laughs> most of most of the intro just pining on, on <laughs> Dominaria. Yeah, um, that's it. I think uh, Dominaria was great, but we do unfortunately have to have to leave that behind because uh, the mm. say Call of twenty nineteen be releasing this Friday. So it's yep. Friday the 13th, quite fitting, of uh, July. Sweet. Maybe it is the end of days. Yeah, maybe it is, yeah. Friday the 13th, it's just been getting consistently hotter and hotter. All the plants are dying, and then Friday the 13th, the world's going to implode. Oh. Here's well, hoping. We'll see, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, maybe people won't get, won't get to listen to this podcast because the apocalypse will happen. <laughs> um, and on that positive <laughs> note... <laughs> Yeah, we're going to do a sort of constructed review of M19. Yeah, I guess so. Like, we're not really kind of, like, going to go into, like, too much depth as far as, like, evaluating, like, every single card in the set goes. But we're going to highlight some cards we think are at the least, like, playable or, like, certainly interesting or maybe, like, build around cards for sort of mm-hmm. strategies for constructed. And then along the way, I'll, I'll point out any sort of one or two cards that I think have been sort of yeah, overperforming in, in limited or maybe underperforming in some cases as well. Sure. I mean, we're not going to, we're not going to spend, like, five minutes it's talking about Arresco Swiftwell, for example. No, we're not, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're just going to sort of go through card by card, like just cards we think are interesting or noteworthy, or even if they're noteworthy for being rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> I think just talking about them, because there's, there's a couple of cards that I think in this set are a bit overhyped. Yeah, I, I agree. So, should we just should we just dive right in? Let's go for it, yeah. So, where do you want to start? Uh, I think, I mean, obviously we're going to start with the White Planeswalker. Yeah, it's the one. So we've got Ajani, Adversary of Tyrants. Yeah. It's two white white for a legendary planeswalker Ajani. It starts on four, and at plus one, put a one one counter on each of the two target creatures. Minus two, return target creature with converted mana cost two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Minus seven, you get an emblem with the beginning of your end step. Create three one one white cat creature tokens with lifelink. Yes. How do you feel about this card? Uh, I think it's it's one of the better of the planeswalkers in the set. Uh, yes, I would agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I think like uh, the usually like if you if you're playing a, a white deck like and let's just have a look at standard for example like you're probably gonna put this in like a like the white green deck or some sort of like mono white build or like some white angels deck or something like the, mm-hmm. the pull a plus one plus one kind on each of up to two creatures is usually going to be like fairly relevant like you'll probably have two creatures at least at that point mm-hmm. um so that's cool it's to bump them up uh the minus two like maybe that'll have some sort of like synergy of cards in like older formats like is there like a you know like a really good creature in like uh say like modern or legacy that could could benefit from that um i suppose you've got the devoted druid decks yeah where the combo pieces cost two mana thalia yeah yeah thalia is one i mean i don't know like i'm not, I'm not sure if that's it's yeah I guess it's probably not a thing but it's always always a build around um, mm-hmm. and then yeah the minus seven is just great and one of the, the first things in the set really that just kind of makes me wish like uh, I wish Falador Guardian was legal because you could just have some sort of like mono white cat deck oh dude I mean that I think this would actually like if uh, Jeskai Sahili Cat was still a thing yeah. or like Falador Sahili Cat was still a thing I think this would actually be okay yeah uh, totally. maybe not 
I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think this card's fine in like a creature deck. Yeah, like maybe we have enough cats now where this is actually good. Yeah, totally. Like when you combine it with like some of the other cats in the in the in this set, like it could certainly be a thing. Um, I still just kind of feel that Thaldar Guardian would is is the missing piece that that deck needs to actually be a, be a really good deck because you yeah. know like a lot, a lot of the cats do have like enter the end of the battlefield triggers and stuff and like mm-hmm. we never get to blink a regal caracal with Thaldar Guardian, oh, which yeah, I feel like would be like the the key to that that deck being being a good deck. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think this this is fine. I'll probably stay some playing some like some white aggressive mid range decks. Yeah, totally. Can't really think of a place for it to go right now. No, same. I think that's that's the other thing with this set as well. Like, there's a lot of like cards which I'm like, hey, that looks cool. It's a shame it's not playable currently, but I'm definitely well, going to stick it in deck when standard rotates. Yeah, definitely. There's just no no place I can think for it to go right now. Yeah, the best thing I can think of is like the uh, the green white decks that are using like uh, like Shalai as like the top end and stuff, and uh, mm-hmm. just so you can bump up some of your your creatures in that with a plus one ability. Yeah, green, like green white, the green white mid range deck probably won. Yeah, that's all. There's just like like the the mono white like white weenies deck oh sure sure yeah because uh, you can play the uh, the three mana one from Dominaria the white 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 one from Dominaria it gives all your white, oh, sure. yeah, white creatures like plus one plus one mm-hmm. and then play a Johnny the turn after that on turn four and plus some put more counters on stuff um, so you can stick in a deck with like history banalia so I think yeah. there's definitely a mono white deck there that he would be decent in but I, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think he would I don't think he would really help like the deck to like run away and become like a amazing tier one deck or anything yeah i think this is fine like you said i think it's one of the better planeswalkers from this set yeah totally yeah i mean it's it's okay yeah sure maybe i'm completely wrong it's just like the best card ever and it sees play everywhere but i'd be surprised if this was like format defining <laughs> yeah i don't think so mm-hmm. well that's that covered yeah so after that i guess we move to uh to cleansing nova mm-hmm. so cleansing nova uh is three and two white it's a sorcery it says choose one destroy all creatures or destroy all artifacts and enchantments. This card is not that good. <laughs> I, hmm, I, I don't know. I, I think I, I disagree slightly. Like it's, it's not that good. But we're gonna need it in the format once Fumigate rotates. Sure. So I think my feelings about cleansing over. So obviously, while Fumigate exists, this is not a playable card. Yeah, totally. Unless for some reason there's a deck that wants. Uh, numbers between five and eight of a wrath effect. Yeah. Whereas set the wreckage doesn't do that job for some reason. Yeah. Uh, even after Fumigate rotates, I think set the set the wreckage is probably a better option. <clears throat> or probably still like in the conversation. Yeah, totally. Uh, I think the ceiling, the 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 floor, sorry, of five mana of destroyer creatures is always fairly high. Yeah. This card is always going to be reasonable. Um, but the flexibility just doesn't. So the fact that it's through all creatures or artifacts and enchantments, I don't think that's as good as it seems on the surface. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, it's it seems like a card you could like if mono white is a deck now. Like mono white is going to be a deck now. Like it seems like it's a card you could put in the sideboard to play against the vehicles decks because. Mm-hmm. Um, it deals with any of the vehicles nicely for the destroy all artifacts enchantment side of it. Sure, I think that's the, that's the thing that like you're gonna if you're playing this over Fumigate with Fluid, that you know you get to occasionally mop up like an Aethersphere Harvester and a Harker, and but that doesn't feel quite good enough. Yeah, totally. To fight the downside of like because the 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 like the life gain of Fumigate is just so huge, so much of the time. Yeah, I I don't. Yeah, I think I think that's it. I think this 
it feels like, at least to me, it feels like it's specifically designed for a mono white deck. And I think mm. in a mono white deck, like very rarely are you are you going to be wanting a rough effect because because they're you know they're off the board, like they get rid of your stuff too. Yep. Whereas with this one, like if you're playing this in the sideboard and you're playing against the vehicle's decks, then uh, it's going to be a very one-sided wrath because you just choose all artifacts and obviously it's going to get rid of the heart of Kieran, if it's Fear Harvester, it's rid of the Scrap Heap Scroungers as well. But it might get rid of your uh, History Banalium. Uh, it might do that is a good is a good point. And if you're playing it in a control deck, it gets rid of all your removal, right? Because yeah. most of the white removal is... It's enchantments, yeah. Yeah, seed away, cast out. Yeah. It's going to blow up all your removal. So if you want to get rid of, like, if you want to, if you're in a control deck and you want to play a wrath and you want to get rid of Heart of Kieran and any random other Troublesome, pr- uh, troublesome artifacts and enchantments you're also going to get rid of your seal away and your um, cast out yeah. and your opponent, their opponent's back hmm. which is pretty bad I agree yeah this is probably playable once we rotate and you know, like I said five mana rats are always fine yeah. but I think people I mean I was included I think people like sort of thought this card was really good when it, it was first spoiled yeah. and I've, I've had like I've had time to sort of ruminate on it it's not as good as I first thought it was yeah definitely I think like yeah I, I think it, it, I've been been doing a lot of thinking about it and I, I think it does still it still feels like it did when like when I first read it like it's like an average wrath is still a wrath like mm-hmm. yeah it's I would be happy enough playing that, like if that's the only rough effect in the format. Yeah. But at the moment, like unless it's a really specific corner case, like bring it in against vehicles or something, then Fumigate's just going to be the one that you'd you'd play any day. Yeah, and or, or salt the wreckage. I think. Yeah, honestly. definitely. Especially against the vehicle decks because they you know crit the vehicles and you can uh, tag one of them that way. Yeah, true. I don't know. It's. Like it's fine. It's gonna be playable. It's gonna see a lot of play, but it's not as exciting as I was hoping a five mana wrath was gonna be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's just just going back to that sort of like lower to average power level of a core set, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's that's what core sets are for. Yeah. So um, oh, speaking well. of speaking of what core sets are for, yeah, I'm gonna move on to our next card, uh, which will be isolate. Yes. Cheers. Ah. <laughs> um, which is. A single white, for yep. instance, exile target permanent with converted mana cost one. Yeah, and I would like to remind everyone that this is a rare. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like obviously, we did we touched on it last week, and uh, in regards to like playing it against like Deathrite Shaman and like, uh, <laughs> you know, it's not a thing anymore. Like mm-hmm. using it to get rid of like a Sensei's Divining Top, and it's like, well, that's not a thing in Legacy anymore. And mm-hmm. uh yeah, like still, like I've been trying to rack my brain all week to find like the best, the absolute best scenario you would play this in, and it still just is like get rid of a Voltaic key. Yep, or so like this. I mean, Path to Exile is just better for getting rid of Deathrite Shaman. Yep. No, no, Death Shaman, Death Shadow. Yeah. Um, Source of Power Shares is better at removing every one mana creature in Legacy. Yeah. Uh, Nature's Claim probably does a better job of getting rid of one mana artifacts and enchantments in modern. Yeah. So legacy. Uh, why is this rare? I don't know. Why is this rare? I don't know. My God! Like you open this. Like there must be so many people uh, at pre-release that open this in one of their packs. And I'm like, well, this is just not rare. This is not a playable card at all. Yeah. And it's. I can't think of. I. I would be very surprised if it's all playing the standard. No, like b- between. So ridiculous. Between like three pre-release pools and prize packs I opened up three copies of it oh yeah it's <laughs> really bad yeah it's really bad oh. so like I, 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 just, I mean I haven't I don't know how many copies anybody else opened but I don't know going from that alone I'm, I'm kind of suspicious that it might have even been like printed more than the others on like the rare sheet because oh, really? obviously because they have to do that with like a couple of cards due to like variants and collation oh. methods and stuff at least they have had to in the past sure um, that's where you had like 
was it Champions Champions Claws? Was that a thing from Wolf of the Gatewatch? Oh, sure, oh. sure, yeah. Yeah, you had like a, like a sheet where it was like half of the sheet was just like full of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I suspect that maybe maybe it might be isolated for this set. Yep. Um, it's really bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if they printed this at a common, yeah, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be any it wouldn't be any difference, would there? No. Except for that, you could play it in pauper, and it might actually be decent because it deals with Delver. Yeah. That would have been good. I'd rather like plow my opponent's Delver in uh, in Legacy. Yeah. Than cast and isolate. Yeah, definitely. But if it's... this was a common, that yeah, would be great. Yeah, it. we would probably see play in pauper. Oh well, it's not. No. Nope. I don't understand this card. No, nope, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sweet. the I did read a, read a little thread on Reddit the other day as well about the the flavor text on the card. Mm-hmm. Uh, people people were. Uh, suspecting that it was actually a reference to Deathrite Shaman. Uh, threefold oh. were his crimes, double were his pleas, singular was his fate. What? No. <laughs> Wait, threefold were his crimes? Yep. Is that like reactivated abilities? Yeah, double were his pleas. Ban it in modern, ban it in legacy. Sing- oh, singular wow. was his fate, it was banned. That's no, that's far too far a stretch. I don't know, I don't know. You, oh, you do know. <laughs> I mean, these are this the art. The art's from Ravnica, right? Uh, it is, yeah. It looks Ravnica. And where else is that? De- oh, yeah, where's, where's Deathrite Shaman from? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, put your Tim Four heart away. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's move on to a different card before I get sure. angry. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I briefly I want to touch on uh, Lena, Selfless Champion. Mm-hmm. So that is a card uh, specifically for limited. I really enjoyed playing that. So I managed to open one in foil in one of my packs uh, on the Sunday afternoon previous event Sweet. and it just does so much work mm-hmm. comes in and most of the time it's just going to double the size of your board uh-huh. very very impressed with this card like it it felt like a Dominaria card Sweet. almost felt like something you would see, see it uncommon in Dominaria mm-hmm. so I think like if there's ever a situation where it's going to be my pack one pick one I would probably happily happily do that I'm Ooh, just yeah. going to call that straight away yeah I could see that being, being true it's like a good card yeah, like I don't think it's necessarily playable in standard or like any other format really. Like, unless there's some kind of like silly like infinite tokens decks, which there can't be because Goblin Chainwell is a thing. So, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Goblin Chainwell really doesn't like this card. No, not at all. <laughs> so the first strike kills it as well. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. I think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to make a small announcement where we might have to say that some cards would be good if not for Coven Chain World. Absolutely, absolutely. And this is the first one. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure this card would be good anyway. But, yeah, uh, no, I don't think it would be particularly good for constructed, but limited, I would be happy with one of these in my pool any day of the week. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Okay, so I'm gonna move on to a card that also might not be great against Coven Chain World. Cool. Um, we have Leonin Warleader. Yeah. So two white white for a four four. Yeah. And when it attacks create two 1-1 one, one white cat creature tokens with lifelink that are tapped and attacking. Yeah. Brimaz, Hero Playhold, these cards have been good. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I think this card's good. Yeah, I, I like it. Um, again, this is like another card that makes me just go, well, oh, I wish Felidar Guardian was legal in the format. <laughs> yeah. Like, go in, attack, you get your two white creatures, then you play your Felidar Guardian, and blink it so it has, like, pseudo-vigilance, like... That would have been great. Yeah, unfortunately we can't do that. No. But, I mean, this is pretty good. Yeah, it is. It's, I like it. Like Again, I think if it was to go in any deck, like it's probably going to be like a mono-white deck or maybe like a green-white deck. Yep. It's just those 1-1 one, one white cats are the slight problem again because obviously Chain Whirler. Yep. But, I mean, it's a 4-4. Four, four. It is, yeah. So at least... Room phase. Yeah, at least Leland Warleader itself can, can block Chain Whirler. What yep. do you do you think about its application in, in other formats? Uh, if you have a cat EDH deck, yeah, 
that would be dope. Yeah, stick that in a Brumas deck, yeah. Put it there. Yeah, put it in your Brumas deck. Put it in your soldier deck. Yeah. Because it's a soldier. It is. Uh, yeah. uh, no, I don't think this is remotely playable outside of standard. <laughs> no, um, I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to play a form of a, like a four mana card that makes tokens, just play Hero Blade Hold. Yeah. And that card isn't even that playable. <laughs> I think it, like sometimes people play black white tokens for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, this card's probably going to be say play in standard, but nothing beyond that, I don't think. No. Cool. Uh, so after that, I'm going to go for Mentor of the Meek. That's uh, two and a white for a two-two. It's a human soldier. Whenever another creature en- with power two or less enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay one. If you do, draw a card. Man, this mono white deck builds itself. Yeah, it does absolutely. Uh, I just like once again the only downside is I feel like everything just dies to chain whirler. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's so many cards like like you just said so many cards in this set that would have been really good and like this deck in particular like we've seen the the tokens deck like be a thing like yeah. as far as like I know it's fairly popular on like Magic Arena at the moment so, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's definitely a deck. It's definitely a playable deck. That tokens deck that makes just a load of tokens. Combine that with mentor of the week and with the meek. That would have been great. Really good card. Card like really nice. Just card draw engine. Mm-hmm. But as long as, as we keep saying, as long as chain world is around, like you just you just can't play those decks. No, which is a real shame because I think there's something there's something cool here. Yeah, definitely. But you know, this is the world we live in. It is just just one more reason to ban chain wall. Yeah, wait, it didn't happen, and it's not going to happen, and we're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe Red should be really crap. So yeah, that that'll effectively ban chain wall because of the deck that it exists in is unplayable now. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Cool. So the next card works reasonably well with Mentor of the Meek. Yeah, it's a Militia Bugler. Ah, okay. Which is a two and a white for a two-three human yeah. soldier has vigilance, and when it enters battlefield, look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal a card with a creature card with power two or less from among them and put it in your hand, and uh, put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Yeah, this card seems pretty good. It seems interesting. I think there was a there was a conversation going about whether this should see play in modern humans. Yeah. No, probably not. Probably yeah. Because it's 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 too much of a width too often. I think. Yeah, I can under I could understand it. I definitely see the argument for it, but mm-hmm. I think if I'm going to do not. that, I'd rather just play the collector company. Yeah, uh, which isn't even seeing play in the deck anymore. Yeah, I think just the point um, of all the creatures and the humans is that they need to be disruptive in some way. Yeah, or they need to be noble hierarch, or they need to be mantis rider. <laughs> yeah, um, and this just doesn't do any of those things. Yeah, totally. Like. I'm fairly certain I would if, if it came down like this or Mantis Rider like you probably just want to get the Mantis Rider into play oh yeah like Mantis Rider is one of the best cards in the deck because yeah. it just murders your opponent really quickly and this is just a 2-3 that you know I mean it draws you cards like it draws you a card yeah but it's um, I'm not sure it's actually that good but in terms of standard what does this find really um, finds like Mentor of the Me mm-hmm. would have found Faldar Guardian if that had been around right. <laughs> <laughs> you need to think about Faldar like <laughs> I just like uh, I just feel like there's there's so many decks that we're missing out on because it's <sighs> sadly been banned yeah well you know yeah. these things happen <laughs> uh, so I mean yeah this is meant to be a review of Core 19 but this is just why Joe Lamb thinks that we should have Felidar Guardian back in the format. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't even want to... I don't know. Like, I feel bad about Bannon Sahili as well, just because I think she's a great card. She's not, though. Ah, I, I love her. I think Sahili's great. She's not even playable. No. And speaking of not playable, I'm not sure Militia Bugler is. 
Yeah, I, I would agree there. Uh, I don't think it is. Like, again, like, when standard rotates, mm-hmm. it just goes in that mono-white deck that builds itself. This mono-white deck, I, I'm, I don't know, maybe it is a thing. Yeah, I think maybe so. Maybe not far off. Yeah, I think we just gotta just got to wait till October. That seems a long way away. It does, yeah. There's a lot of chain winners to be uh, cast between now and then. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to our next card. Yeah, what have we got up next? Uh, Remorseful Cleric. Nice, okay. It's sweet. Yeah. This is a 1 and a white for a 2-1. Spirit Cleric has flying and sacrifice it, exile all cards from Tiger Player's Graveyard. That seems pretty relevant in older formats where you have graveyard shenanigans. Yeah, this is really good. So we, this card can be found by Collector Company. Yeah. Or Quarter Calling. Yeah. Or Militia Bugler, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, This. I mean, this is... Graveyard hate on a on a creature like a two mana two one with flying is reasonable. We've seen selfless spirit be very playable, yeah, um, because of the effect that it, it gives to you. The fact the fact you can find off collector companies is just very very good. Yeah, totally. It's potentially main deckable graveyard hate in modern. Yeah, um, and certainly cyborg playable where you're playing stuff like uh, reclamation sages and stuff like that. But we've ne- we've not had a card that does it for graveyards really. Yeah, totally. So your graveyard your graveyard hate cards normally in. In modern, uh, rest in peace, yeah. surgical extraction, uh, fairy macabre, I guess. Yeah, That's more of a legacy card. Um, so Relic like, of Genesis. Yeah, like Tormod's Crypt. Yeah, Nihil Spellbomb stuff like yeah. that. But we haven't had a, one with a creature on. Yeah. So at worst, this is a two mana two one with flying that can just you know start cracking in for damage. Yeah. But I think this is very relevant. The fact that you can cord for it as well in the, in the core deck, so you can you know disrupt Dredge, you can disrupt um, the Grishel Brand deck and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm very excited about this card, and I'm probably going to pick up a playset to yeah, play. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's like, you know, may also be relevant that Recruiter of the Guard can get it in Legacy as well. Mm -hmm. Like, certainly application for the card there. Yeah, I mean, you can find it off uh, Recruiter of the Guard, right? Yeah, find it off Recruiter of the Guard and then Ether Violet in or something to Dexile Graveyard if you need to. Yeah, I mean, I think the problem with um, the most multiple cleric is that we already have Containment Priest. Yeah, true, true. Which has Flash and then incidentally stops stuff like Aether Violet and stuff like Rinsen Zena. Yeah. But I mean, it's possible, like, if you want more of those effects. Uh, The fact that it has flying isn't irrelevant, but... um, I think this card is really interesting and I think it's going to see not a lot of play but like a lot for a white cyborg creature in modern <laughs> yeah I agree yeah, definitely I think it's probably playable in humans as well because most of the humans hate cards are not actually humans Yeah, <laughs> it's just stuff like low cost creatures that are so disruptive that you don't mind them not being a human you can just wild them in Yeah, I think this is really good and I think we'll probably see some play in uh, death attacks as well yeah totally and like that ability is going to be pretty good for standard too with like god pharaoh's gift decks just shuts those down yeah. nicely it's like randomly destroy the god pharaoh's gift deck yeah sweet okay yeah uh, but I, mean, I think i think this card's very good and i'm very excited about this card yeah i like it a lot mm-hmm. do you want to go on to our next card yeah next up we've got the card right after it in the set we've got resplendent angel mm-hmm. it's one white white for a creature angel it's a three three with flying and then it has at the beginning of each end step if you gained five or more life this turn create a four four white angel creature token with flying and vigilance and it has an ability you can pay three and three white until end of turn resplendent angel gets plus two plus two and gains lifelink this uh this card seems really good yeah i like it a lot like yeah we're already seeing like mono white like angels be a thing like look at like lyra from dominaria because mm-hmm. uh, obviously lyra gives all of your angels lifelink and plus one plus one Yep, like combine that, yeah, combine that with the angel. Like you're just gonna just overwhelm your opponent with angels. It's a combination. I think it's very playable. Yeah, I think there's you have to do some work to get the the abilities trigger right, like the get an angel trigger. <sighs> yeah, quite probably, but I think 
So I think if you're playing like the deck with all the angels anyway, like it's just gonna get there because because of Lyra's ability of giving all your angels lifelink. Mm-hmm. It turns all the um, all tokens you get off Resplendent Angel into more Resplendent Angel triggers. Yeah, if you have Lyra play, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, totally. And like you, so you're already playing stuff like. Well, you can play that on like turn three, uh, and then you can play like like oh, you know, like other good angels. So you've got like angel sanctions as a, as a thing as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, play like Shalai. Like yeah, I think there's there's a decent amount of angels that are playable in the format. You're just building so many mono white decks. Yeah, that's what you want to do in this format, isn't it? <laughs> not even, not even. <laughs> they <laughs> just yeah, I just find like the, the synergies are very obvious and they, they really nicely easily build themselves, but they also seem like they might actually be decently playable as well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't like I really don't think it's going to be too bad like getting that lifelink like yeah the fact that you have to gain five or more life this turn like you know or, or pretty much all of your angels are going to get there with the help of Lyra anyway mm-hmm. or you can do things with um, the one from Armanket so whenever a token enters the battlefield gain a life ooh yeah that might be interesting yeah because you can do that with like sacred cat and stuff like there are, there are definitely things you can do as far as lifelink that seems a little bit too slow but I'd be interested to see if something like I wouldn't be surprised if something happened with this card yeah totally I think this is, this is has potential at least yeah definitely I, I think so I think out of all of the cards we've covered so far, I think apart from maybe a remorseful cleric, I think this is the one most likely to see see some play. Uh, yes, I would actually agree yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah, well, this mm, our core set. Yeah. What, so I'm going to move on to our next card, which is Shield Mare. Yeah. Which is the first in the Mare cycle. It is. Uh, one white white for a two three horse. It can't be blocked by red creatures. Yeah. And as a battlefield, or becomes the target of a spell or ability your opponent controls, you gain three life. Yeah, that seems okay. That seems pretty good. I like this card a lot, especially if Mono Red's still a thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, sure, like can't be blocked by red creatures. Like, that's that's fine. But mm-hmm. it doesn't have, like, protection from red. Or, like, yeah, history from red or anything. Like, it I'm still just dies of... to Chain Whirler. Yeah, it still gets blocked by Chain Whirler. No, no, wait. Yeah. No, it can't be blocked I by I can't be blocked by it, but it... Trainwell's got first strike, so Trainwell's gonna kill it, like without just taking any damage. Like, just don't block it. Just don't block Trainwell. Don't, don't block Chainwell. Well, then take three. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Because you've gained three life of this entering the battlefield. Like, it's just. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you crack it back for two. Uh, I guess so. And then they like kill it with a lightning strike, and yeah. you gain three. Oh man, it's just such, such a great card. <laughs> I don't know. I think this card is interesting. I think this is certainly like a playable card. I... Yeah, I think the more I'm thinking about it, then like, yeah, it's probably better than I initially thought. But mm-hmm. like, it's, it's a three mana two three. That's great. Gains you either it gains you six life or you, or you win the game. Yeah, right. So because like, if they have to use a removal spell, you gain three life. Yeah. Um, and the two three is a reasonable body. Yeah, that's true. I like this card. I I, I think it's sweet. I also I think, think the art on this card is sweet. Yeah, I really like the art. The art is pretty cool. And a little bubble. Yeah. Not caring about a dragon breathing flower all over it. It's like the uh, uh, singer from the Flaming Lips. Oh my god! Just in his his big orb. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's a hell of a reference. Yeah. <laughs> in his big orb. Yeah. <laughs> that's what. Yeah. Oh, hang on. What's that? What's that person's name? Wayne Coin. That's it. Great name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to call this card Wayne Coin for now. It's like some obscure reference. <laughs> wow. I've just just read the uh, just googled Flaming Lips orb, and the, the first headline to come up is. Uh, watch the flaming lips cover David Bowie's space oddity while frontman Wayne Coyne crowd surfs in a giant inflatable orb. <laughs> like, right, that's enough that's internet for the day, I think. Yeah, is that what this horse is doing? Yeah. Is this horse, like, covering space oddity by David Bowie? Why not, hey? Why not? Uh, I'm just going to sing that song every time I see this guy. 
Oh, boo. Right, move on quickly before I go on any more weird tangents. Uh, so, yeah, next up, uh, I'm I'm going to say Sun Cleanser is an interesting card. <laughs> it's uh, one and a white for a 1 4. It's a human cleric. And it has when Sun Cleanser enters the battlefield, choose one. Remove all counters from target creature. It can't have counters put on it for as long as Sun Cleanser remains on the battlefield. Or tar- target opponent loses all counters. <laughs> That player can't gain counters for as long as Sun Cleanser remains on the battlefield. Oh, this card's such a mess. Why can't you target yourself to get rid of Infect? Like, <laughs> it's unbelievable. I don't understand. Like, so this card was clearly responsible energy, right? Yeah, like, definitely. It's fine. Like, you know, three months from when energy is going to rotate out, we'll have a card that completely hoses the strategy. Yeah. It's, yeah, like, totally. Like, we won't have to ban anything. Energy will be absolutely fine. And yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, no, crap. It's too good. Yep. Ban it. There's no time. There's no time to wait. Like, why wasn't this card just in Ixalan? Who knows? Who knows? Like, I feel like it could have it could have been in Ixalan, and, like, then we wouldn't have had to have a ban. Yeah. Because this card would be in standard, like, long enough to <clears throat> hose the deck. And yeah. I, like, it, it looks like it's from Ixalan. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I mean, it absolutely is. Based on, on the, uh, the the giant dinosaurs flying around in the background and uh, yeah, like, the what? sun caller oh, armor and stuff. And <laughs> that's, in, that's insane. <laughs> yeah. And just why, why doesn't why does it say target opponent loses all counters? Sorry, yeah, why does it say target opponent? Why like, not just target player? <clears throat> this card is so close. It's so annoying. So, like, removal counts from target creature. It can't have... Um, counters placed on it so like it's worded in a way where it doesn't work with the kitchen things combo modern yeah but it it it's... gets Arkbound Ravager fine like that's cool uh, yeah but I mean if you're playing this against Arkbound Ravager you're a finite opponent you're just laughing in your face yeah. <laughs> uh, it doesn't work with the Devoted Druid because you can't put the counters on it yeah and then yeah it just says target opponent I mean you know you can remove infect counts from your opponent if you want yeah I, yeah play it in the infect mirror match just to put your opponent on tilt <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm splashing up for some cleanser. Like, deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, and I'm going to beat you anyway. Yeah, my one for. Uh, this card is such a miss and a joke. I and... agree, 100. percent Like, it's it's not a good card. It's so close to being a good card. Uh huh. It just. It... I mean, it would have been a good card, like you know. Yeah, if they just switched like one word. Yeah, yeah. If they switched one word, it'd be good now. If they printed it nine months ago, it would have been sweet. Yeah. Unfortunately, it is not. Yeah, that's, that sucks. No, that's a shame. It's a human. Maybe we'll see it in modern humans. We'll see. <laughs> we won't see. We won't see. No. Let's not be. Let's not be ridiculous. Uh, right. Okay. So, is that the last of our white cards? Um, unless you want to talk Valiant Knights Knight quickly. Uh, go on. I think it's oh. probably playable. It's uh, three mm-hmm. and a white for a three four. It's a human knight. Other knights you control get plus one plus one. And you can pay three and two white. Knights you control gain double strike on turn. Knights have already got a decent amount of like support from like Dominaria alone. Uh, mm. There's a couple of playable knights in this set. Uh, the Valiant Knight is definitely one of them. Makes your knights yep. bigger. Combine it with the one from Dominaria that makes all your white creatures bigger. Combine that with any of the like, either of like the white or black knight from Dominaria as well. I mean, mm. this one's particularly good with the black knight because it gives it the plus one plus zero anyway because you've got a white permanent. Yeah. And I think yeah, black. Black, you know, white black knights could just be a thing, maybe. Ooh, history of banana. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, okay, okay. And then maybe yeah, that. you get to play like all of the removal spells in black as well. I, I yeah, think okay. so. I think so. Sure. Yeah. You, you, I think you've, think you've convinced me. This card might be actually pretty legit. Yeah, I think it's. It. I mean, looks underwhelming on the face of it, but mm-hmm. when you've got a couple of effects that gives that give everything plus one plus one, it's gonna stack up quite nicely. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. I mean, that's one to keep an eye on. I think. Yeah, I think so. It's better than some cleanser, and we talked about that for at least like two minutes. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, I think that is the last of the white card there, Valiant Knight. Uh, shall we move on yeah, to nice, our blue nice cards now? So first up from our blue cards, uh, we've got Anticipate. Yeah, I'm very excited about this. Uh, it's yeah. just like it's just a good enough card for standard. Like it's fine. Like I mm-hmm. quite commonly refer to it as like standard brainstorm because I think it's as close as we're going to get to brainstorm and standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. I mean, is it better than Opt? Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I think it's interesting. I think it'll probably be playable. Yeah, I, I mean, it always has been playable. Um, I again, like, yeah, maybe Opt is just the card you play currently, but maybe come rotation you can slip this in as well. Mm-hmm. Could always be a thing, like, if we see some support for the strategy in uh, in Ravlika, then maybe, like, there's going to be some sort of blue-red, like, gutter snipe deck, where you're just mm-hmm. chaining things like Opt and Anticipates. Yeah, okay, I can see that. But obviously we'll have to see what happens with, with Ravnica as far as that goes. Yeah, I think, I know, I'm not sure this card's quite there just yet. Yeah, totally. But it's it's always been playable at some point while it's been legal and standard, and I can imagine it's going to be the, the same again here this time around. Yeah, and next card that I'm interested to talk about is uh, Metamorphic Alteration. Oh, cool. Which is one in blue for yeah. an enchantment aura. Yeah. Chant creature. Uh, as it enters the battlefield, choose a creature. An enchanted creature is a copy of chosen creature. Yes. Well, the word creature on the <laughs> So, I mean, this turns your creature into a clone. Yeah, it does, yeah. It's a two-mana clone effect, which is interesting. Yeah. Like, obviously, it requires, like, some setup, because you've got to have a creature in play already. Yeah. Well, I think this is. I think this is interesting. Maybe yeah, just... it it doesn't target as well, does it? So you just exactly you just choose a creature. Yeah, choose a creature, so you can choose something with hexproof. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe I'm being optimistic, but yeah, it it's okay. it does have to be a creature on the battlefield, right? Because it yeah, doesn't it... it doesn't say that, but oh, mm, well, I would assume so. Yeah, it's just just bad modern word templating. Yeah, choose a creature. Yeah, yeah. choose a creature. Choose All right, and yeah. recall the Aeon's Torn. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. You yeah. could do that. Well, it's not be good enough, but you, you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, I mean, it's an interesting card, card design, if nothing else. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's sort of like a... Because he's only ever going to be as good as the best card and the best creature on the battlefield. Yeah, totally. Which is true of all kind of effects. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought it was. Inter- I think it's an interesting card. I'm not sure where it fits. Yeah, definitely. Like there might be some like weird eternal applications for it. Yeah, probably. Like maybe it is. Yeah, maybe it is that. Maybe you are naming Emrakul the Iron Stone and you're playing it in like the sideboard of like your Legacy Delver deck when your opponent like show and tells an Emrakul into play, so you can make an Emrakul of your own the next turn or something. I don't know. Some super spicy deck. Yeah. It's yeah all, okay. all all about the the corner cases. Sure. Okay. Maybe who knows? It's definitely it's definitely an interesting card. I'm sure there'll be a deck at some point in as long as it's in, you know while it's in standard. Mm-hmm. They'll want some kind of effect like this. Yeah. I mean, the next card I want to talk about is also a clone. Yeah. We have mirror image. Yeah. Uh, two in blue for a shapeshifter. Yeah. Uh, you may have it enter battlefield as a copy of any creature you control. Yes. Which also interesting. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like I, I feel like it's probably even yeah, it's probably a, is it better than metamorphic alteration because like metamorphic alteration you're just sticking it on the creature you've already got, whereas with mirror image you're getting another copy of that creature. Yeah, I mean if you've got something that battlefield effects. Yeah. Stuff like that like could do some interesting stuff. Yeah, totally. Or even just like I don't know, make another glory bringer or something. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you know, make another chain whirler. We'll play eight chain wellers in the deck now. Like You're playing blue mana, huh? Yeah. Why not? Blue red aggro, you just get to play eight copies of chain wellers. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good, actually. <laughs> I was like, that's ridiculous. Wait, hang on. 
probably not that terrible. <sighs> yeah, seriously, like, I'm, I'm unsure what the applications would be. Like, uh, I think like the decks with that would be playing creatures in blue. Like, I feel like a lot of the time they're just going to be legendary creatures anyway. Like, if this enters the battlefield as another copy of the Scarab God, then it's not going to do anything. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's you know any of the gods really um, or any of the the dinosaurs so sure. I don't know again like maybe we'll see something blue and playable in Ravnica or further down the line when standard rotates but it's it's certainly an interesting card mm-hmm. yeah I just wanted to you know talk about the two clone effects we have because yeah, it's absolutely. interesting to see where they go with, with clone effects because so they rarely just do clone effects anymore yeah that's what has to be a, a, a caveat to them so yeah totally Let's see where this card goes Cool. Uh, so after that, uh, I guess it would be rude just not to talk about Omniscience, really, wouldn't it? I mean, I think it's rude not to talk about Miscaller. Miscaller? Ooh, okay. Miscaller. Is Miscaller no? good? I think so. Yeah? Okay. So it's a single blue Con- for a Convince Merfolk. me I'm wrong. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a single blue for a Merfolk Wizard. Yeah. A Merfolk Wizard, see, it's relevant. Yeah. Uh, it's a 1-1, one, one, and you can sacrifice it and, until end of turn. If a non-token creature would enter the battlefield, it, uh, if it wasn't cast, exile it instead. Yeah, true. That is pretty good, actually, isn't it? Yeah, so, like, I'm not sure if this is playable in, like, a Murfolk deck, no. um, in Mono Legacy. Like, it could be, because, yeah. you know, one mana Murfolk that you can violin, it could be a sweet cyborg card yeah. against uh, reanimator decks or against Collect's Company decks, Call of Coin decks, Prince's Zenith decks, Ace of decks. Like, it stops a lot of stuff. Yes, yeah, sneak and show, definitely. Yeah, exactly. Like, you just... I think it's... I think it's interesting. Yeah, I... I think I agree, actually, yeah. I think the main thing that's making, that makes it remotely interesting is the fact that it has the creature type Merfolk. Yeah. Uh, it also has the creature type Wizard, which, you know, standard Wizards, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, it stops enough. Or, like, the, you know, there's that really fringe, like, tier 4 mono blue Wizards deck in uh, Modern. Yeah. That tops out at um, Master of Waves. Yeah. Um, like, this, this card's interesting. I, th- I genuinely think it's interesting. And, like, if we saw, like, because, you know, it's a Containment Priest style effect, which we already mentioned, which is, you know, very playable in Legacy. Yeah. Do you so reckon that's some foreshadowing to something? Like, creatures, like, non-talking creatures in the battlefield without being cast? Um, I don't know. I think it's just, it's one of these cards where it seems like it's been put in for eternal formats. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's like saying that is isolate foreshadowing the fact there's going to be a busted one mana permanent. <laughs> yeah, Deathrite Shaman reprint. And just, like, to print these ridiculous, like, niche cards for some <laughs> reason. Um, but I think, yeah, I think this is, this is very much um, an interesting card now. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, it saw some cyber play in, like, eternal formats. Yeah, totally, yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, it's just, like, stopping um, Gorya's Vengeance, stuff like that. Yeah, true, yeah. Which, like, There's a lot of things that stop really, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, I'll give you that, definitely. Yeah, see, I was right. Yeah. <laughs> right, now you can talk about Omniscience. <laughs> yeah, uh, Omniscience is back. It's a nice reprint. Adds a bit of value to the set. That's mm-hmm. pretty much all i got to say. Yep, it's going to be bad in standard, I guess. Yeah, I can't imagine it's ever going to be played in standard, ever. But oh, Actually, I did see... I can't remember who was tweeting about it, but so, someone who'd like... Was it Saffron Olive? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he'll probably build an Omniscience deck yeah. soon enough. Um... But no, I saw like it's like a, a blue green turbo fog deck. Okay, yeah. We were playing at Nexus of Eight, and there's like twelve playable fog effects in standard now. Okay, sure. Uh, and then you you play like Cast Temporal Sundering and like yeah. some nonsense, and then like an Omniscience and cast your Nexus of Eight for free. And... As foretold, and all that sort of shenanigans. Yeah, like if you just have Omniscience in play and you have a Nexus of Eight, you like you don't lose the game. Okay, Probably. yeah, sure. What's what's the win con? Uh, I, can't, I can't remember what we can. I don't know. A planeswalker. Screw it. Any, any yeah, true, yeah, a planeswalker. Yeah, fair. I'll give a you that. Planeswalker, we'll do it. I'll give you that. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's like some fringe. Not, I'm like, there's probably an FNM level deck I'd probably play with Omniscience. Yeah. 
like four Nexus of Fate, four Omniscience, let's go. Like, sure, sure. Uh, but yeah, you're right. This is not like one of the good cards for Constructed in the set. Like, it's going to see play in Eternal performance where it already sees play. Yep. It's a sweet reprint for Commander because the price was getting up there. Yeah. Yes, yeah, not a great card for Standard. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, I guess that's all we've got to say about Omniscience. Yeah, totally. It's back. It's fine. It's good. It's However, back. It's fine. It's good. Yeah. However, there <laughs> is a card that I do like uh, in the set for Standard, potentially. Mm-hmm. That is Patient Rebuilding. Okay. Uh, three and two blue, enchantment. Beginning of your upkeep, target opponent puts the top three cards of the library into their graveyard. Then you draw a card for each land card put into the graveyard this way. I see a theme here. Yeah, I just really want mill to be a thing, like, really yes. badly. I feel oh, I feel yeah. like it's been so long since we've been able to mill, like, in standard. Um, and you've got a couple of cards that mill in Ixalan. You've mm-hmm. got a couple of cards that mill on this set. Like, uh, yep. Yeah, a couple of cards that mill on Dominaria as well that might even be playable in the deck. Like, Mono Blue or hopefully Demir mill will be good. Yep. Uh, if we get some nice Demir cards that mill in Ravnica. Uh, I'm kind of hoping they don't. I really hope they do. Like, like really it badly. takes away from like it takes away from what the set's meant to be doing. Yeah. Like it it because normally with like so mechanics that it puts into a set for like a specific guild yeah. or like a colour pairing, they sort of add on to what magic's meant to be doing at the moment, which is playing creatures and attacking. Yeah, sure. If you randomly have half the Demir cards just doing mill for some reason, it really takes one from like from like the playable cards. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I hate mill, so I I just love like alternative win strategies, and I think mill is a legitimate strategy that we we haven't seen be a viable strategy for a while in standard. So it would be be quite nice to have it back. Yeah, I think the last time I saw it was like what, Sphinx's Tutelage from yeah, Origin. Yeah. Um, and that was okay. It won some games. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a five minute travel that doesn't do anything. Yeah. I mean. The, the draw a card bit is quite nice as well. Yeah, that's true. We'll have to see if uh, if anything would happen. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, you've got the next card in the set as well. Exactly, yeah. I was about to say the next card in the set, we've got Psychic Corrosion. That's two and a blue for an enchantment. And then whenever you draw a card, each opponent puts the top two cards of their library into their graveyard. Mm. So, like, there's almost a potential of just going infinite with the patient rebuilding and psychic corrosion. Ooh. Because whenever you draw a card, each opponent puts the top two cards of the library into the graveyard, and you're drawing, you're potentially drawing three cards from patient rebuilding. Ooh, that's interesting. So there's, yeah, there's a... It's possible. It seems possible. Pretty... Yeah, like, if, if mill is going to be a thing, like, this card is definitely going to be in that deck. Uh-huh. I guarantee that you're going to try it. Yeah, absolutely. I will absolutely try it. I think, like, I mean... the, yeah, like, the only alternate win con, like, I, I think I've ever tried in standard was the, uh, the Hedron alignment. I think that was the only one I did I didn't try. <laughs> it's because that was complete garbage. Ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> completely unplayable. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll have to see. Like, if this is a sweet mill deck, I'm wrong, but I really don't think that's a viable sure. thing in standard. We'll see. If you've got a mill ADH deck, put it in it. Yeah. Problem. I don't know, maybe. Sweet, so we move on to the next card. Yeah, let's go for it. It's uh, Psy Master Thopterist. Yes. It's a two and a blue yeah. for a 1-4 legendary creature human artificer. Yeah. Whenever you cast an artifact spell, create a 1 1 colorless artifact creature token with flying. Yep. You can play one in the blue, sacrifice two artifacts to draw a card. Yeah, I like this card. This card's interesting. Definitely. I think there's like straight away there's implications about playing it in uh, the mono blue like reservoir paradoxical outcome thing. Mm hmm. Because uh, it just like, it's casting like more, like you're drawing more cards with the artifacts. Um, you're playing some like zero mana artifacts in that anyway. Uh, you're just using that as like the card draw engine, which I feel like was what that deck was was really missing, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a cool card. I think there's an artifact deck here somewhere. Yeah. Absolutely. In the set. Sweet. Okay. Is there anything else you want to say about this card? No, not really. Just I think it's yeah, it's pretty cool, pretty interesting. Like it it could be a decent commander. Uh, it's probably a good 
Brawl, Brawl Commander? Are they called Commanders in Brawl? I don't know. Oh God, does it matter? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, I can't, I can't believe we didn't talk about Brawl. Yeah. I mean, format's a joke, don't play it. No Ex one's playing it anyway. Exactly. Maybe, maybe we'll do a bit at the end. Maybe that can be the end step story. <laughs> what Brawl is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, Psymaster thought for us. I think it's a pretty good card. It's it's really interesting. Um, I like the effects on the card. Uh, it's got a good body as well for the for the... CMC like yeah. three mana one four fine blocks chain wheelers which is great that's the benchmark for the format. Uh, it's hard to get killed by chain wheelers. Uh, they do, but that's that's pretty fine. bad. That's fine. It's it's a draw I mean, card you want really more than the Thopters. I think I, th I wish this card was red blue. Yeah. Yeah, because then it could be like a sweet artifact commander. Yeah. Because I know we just got Joyra out of Dominaria, like it's a sweet artifact commander, but this is it's different. It's just annoying. Like I think it could have, should have been a red blue, red blue card, but whatever. Yeah, That's a quite probably. Minor, minor grab I have. Sure, sure. What have we got next then? Um, I think next card is probably Supreme Phantom. Okay, cool. One and a blue for a one-three spirit yep. flying. Other spirits you control get plus one plus one. Yeah. Spirits finally have a two-mana lord. So yeah, two. Yeah, it's about time. Yeah, it's, it's probably playable in modern. There's some, you know. There's a spirit deck. There's a band spirit deck with collect company. Yeah. There's a blue white spirit deck. Yeah. It's probably fine. <laughs> if you're playing spirits, you probably want to put this in your deck. Yeah, I think so. Like, so you're going to be playing lingering souls and anything you you know in that deck, aren't you? And uh, Geist the same trapped the spirit. Seems good with Geist. Curves nicely into it. Yeah. I mean, if you're playing spirits, play this card, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. It's probably a slam, like a slam dunk in the slot in the tribal spirits deck. Yeah. I don't know why it's in this set. Um, are there any spirit synergies in standard? No. Uh. No, only the ones in this set. Sweet, okay. So, like, the uh, Remorseful Cleric that we just talked about, and there is uh, a Departed Deckhand as well, the Spirit Pirate. Mm, so no, then. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I don't even, even think there are any other spirits in the set. No, no. Well, so they've jammed this in because spirits in modern needed a boost. Yeah, maybe. For Commander, probably, like... Oh, sure. Spirit Tribal, why not? Yeah. This card's cool, I like it. It's yeah. not... Good. More cards like that, please. But yeah, like yeah. this is what corsets are about. Like just putting cool crap you can't put into any other set. Yeah. Um, I mean, they probably could have put this into Shadows of Innistrad or Eldritch Moon, but sure. I digress. <laughs> uh, sweet. What have we got next? Next up, we got Tesseret Artifice Master. That's three blue blue for a legendary planeswalker. Tesseret comes in with five loyalty and he has plus one. Create a one one colorless Thopter artifact creature token with flying. You can zero to draw a card. If you control three or more artifacts, draw two cards instead. Or you can minus nine, you get an emblem with at the beginning of your end step. Search your library for a permanent card, put it onto the battlefield, and then shuffle your library. That's sweet. Yeah, I, I like it. I think it's it's probably the best of the planeswalkers in this set. Yeah, I think so. Uh, not including Nicol Bolas. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, like, it comes in, yeah, five mana, five loyalty is, like, fine. And then you most likely you're just going to plus one anyway, which protects itself. And six loyalty is a decent amount to, to have to deal with, especially when we haven't really got any, like, destroyed planeswalker spells in standard. Mm -hmm. uh, the zero effect is really good. Like, draw two cards, like, if you have three or more artifacts, which you're going to build your deck around that, so you do have three or more artifacts, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, like, yeah, sure, like, the minus nine, like, you're very rarely going to get to that but like, I don't know like what would you what would you be getting with that do you think uh, I guess if you're going for flavour you get Paradox Engine yeah true or, or um, Bridge if you go for flavour I guess yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess really you're probably just getting like Torrential Gearhook or something 
Omniscience. Yeah, Omniscience is the one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There we like, go. Your stuff. Sure, sure. Uh, I don't know. Like, anyway, the, the, <laughs> the minor particularly matters. Um, you're probably winning the game because you're just yeah, chaining torrential gearhawks or some sort of nonsense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like the plus one is really good because it makes an artifact which that like is a, the kind of deck you want to play this in. Yeah, totally. And it protects it and draw it like a zero zero uh, loyalty ability. Draw two cards is. Pretty, pretty good. Nuts. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. So I'm excited for this card. I think there's going to be a deck there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited for it. So let's see, see where it sees play. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm unsure exactly where it's going to fit at the moment, but it, it definitely will. Like, it definitely yeah. has applications there. I mean, is there any chance for this card in modern? Um, With the sort of weird Tezzeret decks that sort of pop up every now and again? Maybe. I feel like the other Tezzerets are just... Just better, yeah. Because they have ways to like win the game, whereas this one doesn't. Just attack them with one ones that died to Chainwell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't really think it has any applications outside of like standard, except for, you know, maybe in Commander, but... Sure. It's, uh, yeah, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. Yeah, definitely. So, are these like, the last of the blue cards? I think so, yeah. So, it's my first black card. Black cards. Uh, my first black card, I think it's Bone Dragon. Yeah. I like that card a lot. So, it's five mana mm-hmm. for a 5 4. It's a dragon skeleton that's flying, and you can pay three, two black, and exile seven other cards from your graveyard to return Bone Dragon from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. Seems pretty good. Yeah, it seems really good. Like, 5 mana 5, 4 flyer is, like, just fine anyway. And then that ability is pretty good. Like, it's just going to recur itself, like, at least once. Yeah, definitely. Recursive that's are good. Yeah, it's, like, absolute slam dunk bomb unlimited. Like, if you open this up, oh, yeah. like, you're packing a pack one, pick one any day. Like, like arguably in... I don't know, like, I feel like, it, like it's arguably in, like, the top five pack one, pick ones unlimited. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see if, it, if it's good enough for standard. I I honestly can't see it at the moment. Yeah. Unless they're like the mono black deck that's been sort of playing around the fringes picks up any sort of steam. Yeah. But I think they're. Mm, I'm not sure it's great. Yeah, I agree. But obviously, it's a sweet card. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. So what have we got next then? Uh, oh, a card that uh, combos with it. Yeah. <laughs> Death Baron. Yeah, a Death Baron's cool. Uh, one black black for a two two. Yeah. Zombie wizard skeletons. Yeah. Like bird dragon. You control another zombies you control get plus one plus one and have death touch. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's a sweet reprint as well because that price was getting up there. Yeah, because EDH. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's really cool. Like there's, there are still plenty of zombies in standard currently where you could just have like a zombie tribal deck. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that like yeah, there, there's like it's reaching a critical mass at this point where there is actually a zombies deck that's playable. I think. Yeah, I would agree. And obviously, this is just the best card in that deck. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, at the worst, like maybe even stuff like like Diagraph Ghoul is like playable. Like it's a one mana mm-hmm. two two comes in tapped. But yeah, if you're yeah. playing that turn one and you curve into a Death Death Baron and suddenly it's a one mana three three, that's that's a lot better, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I I, I think it's cool. Um, I honestly wouldn't be because like, there's people trying to do like you know nonsense stuff and like clever things. Yeah. Just just cram all the zombies and stand it into a deck, and it's probably very good. Yeah, totally. It's at least FNM worthy. Yeah. Yeah, hey, maybe maybe you could even play that uh, that rare that we opened in our pack today. Oh, maybe, yeah. yeah. No, probably not actually. Uh, making what three threes of death touch is pretty good. Oh god, you you just love five mana do nothings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like your mo for a card. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, I play that in brawl. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Play Liliana. Yeah. We're going to talk about that a bit. We just talked about it before. Play that as the as the commander in brawl. Play Death Baron. Play that card. Yeah, totally. Hey, that sounds like a great format. I wish I could play it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> move, move on, on I think. Yeah. 
up next we got a demon of catastrophes mm-hmm. two two black for a six six it's a creature it's a demon uh, as an additional cost to cast a spell a sacrifice a creature has flying and has trample uh, this is my contender for best art in the set yeah same on both versions art of the is- card like the standard one and the promo one Mm-hmm, dope as hell. Yeah, really, really uh, cool. Really nice. Uh, very playable card as well, I think. Oh, yeah, 4 mana 6 6 flying flample, you know. Um, sacrifice creature, like, that doesn't smack an outside. Yeah, not at you're all. You're going to fuck up to sacrifice. Like, your best case scenario, you're playing this in a, a green black deck, and you're playing it on turn 3 and sacrificing a Lana War Elf. Yep. And on but, top, like, yeah, on top and on turn 4 with a 6 6 flying trample, it's going to be pretty good. You better hope you're on the play because if you're on the draw, then it's dead by your turn three because they'll cast a chain while. Yeah. <laughs> you can't play that else. But yeah, like this just seems really good. Um, yeah. We've seen like four mana six sixes with flying and travel be very, very good before. Yeah, that's it. Like, I've seen, I think Desecration Demon is probably the best one. I mm-hmm. don't think this is, this is as good as Desecration Demon, but it's no. still certainly a very playable card. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't get blanked as much. Yeah. Because um, the problem with Desecration Demon is that they're like against certain decks, you just couldn't attack with it. Yeah. You've never attacked with it. Or is this one you're definitely going to attack with it if you can find stuff to um, to sacrifice to it? Yeah. And there's certainly like a lot of fodder you can you can play in standard. Yeah, totally. Um, it's quite sweet. Yeah, I like it a lot, definitely. Okay, cool. Well, you so, could do. You could uh, you could play your Diagraph Ghoul on turn one. Turn mm-hmm. two, you play a Doom Descender. Turn three, you play your Death Baron. Turn four, you play your Demon of Catastrophes, sacrificing your Doom Descender. So you get a 2-2 two, two black zombie that, that there would then be a 3-3 three, three with a death touch. What a huge combo. Yeah. And those four cards all next to each other in the, the actual oh, set. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah <that's> the... <laughs> nice one. Yeah, there we go. Well, the next card in the set after Doom Descender is Duress, which you're going to play on the sideboard of that deck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, sweet, okay. See, the decks just I mean, build yeah. themselves. Yeah, they, they usually build themselves. Like, it's like I said, the beauty of core sets. Yeah. Cards just very obviously work together. <laughs> blame Paul Chion for this. <laughs> <laughs> I blame Paul Chion for everything. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Paul Chion. Um, cool. So I was going to move on to a playable card next, but I guess the next card I have to pick because I'm doing a podcast with you is probably Fraying Omnipotence. Um, I mean, the only thing I've got to say about that card really is that, like, just just please don't play it in Two Headed Giant. Uh, hang on, I just work out how that works. Each player loses half the uh, end of cards, half the cards, and then half the second game. Why? Because you draw the game. One player, one oh, geez, team. Really? Yeah, one team goes to zero life, the other one goes to minus one, so then you go to a game two with sideboard, which is, this, this is the only case in Two Headed Giant <laughs> where you go to a game two because it's the best of one format that's amazing and yeah you look in the release notes for the card and it's like if if this is played in a, in a in two at a giant one team goes to zero the other one goes to minus one <laughs> that's ridiculous and yeah then yeah to determine the outcome of that game you have to go to a game two uh, and you're allowed to sideboard for game two so it's the only it's the only instance in two at a giant when you're allowed to sideboard that's sick it's each player that's yeah. so good yeah. Amazing. So that's, that's I mean that's the only that's the only thing I've got to say about this card really to be honest. Like really? it seems like a like a kind of U card. Yeah, like it, it it's fine. I prefer the I prefer the mill card. Yeah, this card doesn't oh sorry, yeah, then this uh this card's trying to kill people by reducing their life total to zero. Yeah, wow. why would why would you do that? Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, like, okay. It, like it's cool, like it like it it's it's probably gonna be playable in some deck, like mm-hmm. uh some sort of like uh, torment like torment of hellfire. 
just like the top end or something. Just a mini tomahawk hellfire, right? Yeah, yeah, there'll okay. be ways to play it, but that's, you know, all I've got to say really is just don't play it in two-headed giant, or just don't play two-headed giant. Yeah, I mean, that's just, that's my advice. Yeah. That format sucks. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Cool, so what's our next card? Uh, next up, we've got <laughs> Infernal Judgment is next. <laughs> Are you sure you want to talk about Graveyard Marshal? Uh, maybe. Which is, considering we've harped on about how great Zombies is going to be. Sure, sure. Okay, Graveyard Marshal. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. You can take the lead on the Graveyard Marshal, it's black, black for a 3-2 zombie soldier. Yeah. You can play two and a black, an exile a creature card from your graveyard. Create a tapped 2-2 black zombie creature token. Sweet, so it's kind of like Crypt Breaker. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, sweet. I like... If it's a zombie deck, this is very good. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, like if, if the zombie deck is a thing, which like it looks like all the pieces are there, then mm-hmm. absolutely this, this will be one of the, the essential pieces in that deck. I think really, absolutely. Just make sure yeah. you're not exiling your bone dragons with the uh, the ability. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, was that piece of advice? Don't be an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's uh, that's, that's good advice. Don't don't make it like objectively poor play. <laughs> Thank you. Sure, <laughs> sure. Then again, I do like to do that generally. So. Yeah. Maybe that is good advice. <laughs> well, but I mean, what if like I mean, there's going to be cases where that is correct, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. You haven't got a mana to do that, but you need a two-two. Yeah, uh, you don't have to like tap your graveyard marshal or anything. Like, if say you've got six mana to play with, then it's like, uh, sure, I could exile, like, pay five and exile seven cards to get my bone dragon back, or I could get like two two-twos back. If you got mm-hmm. your, yeah, like, sure. And leave rest your graveyard intact. Totally. Sweet. Okay. Now we move on. Now we move on to. Uh, Infernal Judgment. Mm-hmm. One black for an instant. Exile target colors creature. You gain life equal to its power. God damn it. God Feelings damn. changed on this at all since last week? No, I'm upset. Yeah. This card sucks. Same. Like, you play it in the sideboard of a black deck to get rid of an Ulamog, maybe. Sure. I don't want to talk about this card's virtues because I'm really annoyed it's in, in the set. Yeah. And the rare. Yeah. It's the same as I was like, why is it not uncommon or a common or whatever? Yeah, again, like, play it at common and it gives you a way to deal with, like, Ulamog, Crusher, and Pauper. Mm-hmm. That would have been good. Or, like, you know, against the Affinity deck and Pauper. Yeah. Get rid of, like, their enforcers. And... Yeah. So, uh... <clears throat> anyway, I'm going to move on from that because this card upsets me. I agree, 100%. So, the next card I would like to talk about yep. is Isareth the Awakener. Okay, cool. Which is one black black for a 3-3 legendary creature, Human Wizard. Yeah. It's a human, it could be relevant. Totally. Whenever it attacks, you may pay X. When yep. you do, return target creature with converted mana cost uh, X from your graveyard to the battlefield with a corpse camp on it. If that creature would leave the battlefield, battlefield exile it instead of putting it anywhere else. Sure. So I think, I mean, that's probably... It's a, it's an interesting card, I think. Yeah. What and is I think, the relevance of the corpse counter? Uh... The, there isn't yeah because it doesn't say because it just says if that creature would leave the battlefield exile instead yeah it's not in in regards to just that creature like the corpse kind of doesn't seem to count for anything I think it's just literally a reminder yeah so you couldn't like play your sun cleanser to get rid of the counter and then it wouldn't get exiled yeah it's just (laughs) combo deck yeah it's uh, no I think it's the fact that I think it's just templating in terms of like so you don't forget yeah sure so that when that creature dies Oh, it's got a counter on it. Oh, that's a corpse counter. I'll put it away. Yeah. Though it could say stuff like... Because uh, I guess then if it said... Um, if a creature you control with a corpse counter on it would die exile instead of putting it anywhere else. Yeah. If uh, Israel actually left the battlefield, then that would mean that that didn't happen. So there'd be some kind of silly combo there, I guess. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so I guess that's why it's worded how it is. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's kind of interesting. Like, it's certainly grindy. Yeah, totally. It's, like, it's probably quite good in a Komodo Black deck. Yeah. Or, um, I mean, the fact that it's a human, I 
think it's just a little bit too slow for modern humans. Yeah, I think like if rather than coming in with a corpse counter, if it had been in, if it the creature came back as a zombie instead, like that mm-hmm. probably would have been better. Yeah, I think it intentionally doesn't come back as a zombie. Yeah, because like there's already enough zombie support. Yeah, that's quite interesting. I really want to play this limited. Yeah, seems sweet. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Yeah, okay. I just want to say, I just wanted to speak about that card. Sweet. Let's move on to our next card then. We've got uh, Liliana, Untouched by Death. Boo. Two and two black. Legendary Planeswalker Liliana. Four, loyalty. Uh, plus one. The top three cards you library in your graveyard. If at least one of them is a zombie card, each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. Minus two, target creature gets up minus X, minus X until the end of turn, where X is the number of zombies you control. And then minus three, you may cast zombie cards from your graveyard this turn. Oh, oh Liliana, what have they done to you? Yeah, I mean... It just fits in that zombie deck that we're talking about. Like, yeah, yeah. it's completely nuts in the zombie deck. Yeah, like, but... the, yeah, like the zombie decks absolutely just build themselves. But yeah, in any other deck, in any other format, like it's just completely unplayable. Mm-hmm. It's a shame because the art is really nice. The art is amazing, but yeah, I think we all know about this card. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely the worst Liliana, like by far. Oh, in a vacuum, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it, I don't know, I just, I just it feels bad to see them see them do Liliana like that. Yeah, it feels bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's gonna be great in a zombie deck. Yeah. This card is by no means unplayable. Um, if you want to build a zombie brawl deck, this should be your commander. Yeah, like like zombie command, like zombie standard deck. Even like if it is going to be a thing, this card will be in that deck as like a four of definitely. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. But I mean, because you're going to plus one and you're going to you're going to hit a zombie, you know, drain and gain your opponent. It's always fine. You're going to have zombies to the minus two ability will actually do something, and mm-hmm. then like. Yeah, there might be like a big zombie that you can get back by like yeah. minus three minutes straight away from like, like know, towards the end of the game or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's um, yeah, I mean a card that says zombie this many times in it is probably playable. Yeah, totally. Where zombies matter from sets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh well. We all know that card. If your deck's got zombies in it, play this card. If your deck hasn't got zombies in it, don't play this card. I agree, hundred percent. Official review for this card. Yeah, I'm sure we'll. Uh, I'm sure we'll see with time whether just how exactly playable it is or not. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I wasn't going to talk about Liliana's contract, but yeah, I'm down for talking about Liliana's contract. Yeah. Okay. We can. It's okay. So it is uh, an enchantment for three and two black. Yep. And when it ends the battlefield, you draw four cards and lose four life. Yep, and seems really cool for black. Yeah, 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 seems good. And then at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control four or more demons with different names, yep. you win the game. Yep. This is a sweet flavour card. I really like this card. I'm probably going to build this deck. Ugh. Are you going to play it with... Arcane, Arcane Adaptation? Card? Yes. Ugh. Yes. So you're not even going to try and control four demons like it was meant to? And like no, have no, a I'm going to control like a Lanoir Elf and a Juggernaut <laughs> and then <laughs> 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 uh, like Goblin Chainwell or something, sure. How are you casting all those spells in the second Omniscience. Okay, sweet. But yeah, no, seriously. I think I'm just going to do like a blue-black deck with that, definitely. Ugh, okay. It's... Absolute janky, sketchy win condition, but I'm sure yeah. I'll pull it. I'll pull it. Pull it off every other game of F and M probably. Oh yeah, good if you want to have fun for them, then feel free. Yeah, 
Seems very reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, this card's not particularly good, but I, I mean, I knew you'd like it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I do uh, probably next card want to give a small shout out to Nightmares Thirst. Yeah. Which I don't think is particularly extra playable. I don't it's, think it's uh, playable, no. It's a single uh, black for an instant. You gain one life. Tight creature gets minus X, minus X until end of turn. Yeah. X the map you gain this turn. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say this is the best art in the set. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I wasn't going to say that myself. It's by far my favourite art in the set. It's um, really evocative of like old magic. Yeah. It doesn't look as like sort of homogenised as the rest of the art. Yeah. It's really sweet. So I just wanted to just briefly talk about it yeah it really reminds me of like of a, there's a couple of paintings really it really reminds me of um yeah i just love the art like it really reminds me of uh, the nightmare by henry fusley like an old sort of gothic painting yeah i think the inspiration that probably is the inspiration for the art i think mm-hmm. like the, you've got like the humany impy creature thing like in the same pose and like all of like the colors and stuff are very like evocative of like the the horse in the background of the painting as well and yeah i mean the fact that it's called nightmare's thirst right yeah totally it's totally yeah, and it's like <clears throat> you're right. Like it is. It is very unlike any other art in the set. So it does really yeah, stand out. I like it a lot. I really wish that they'd uh, translated the doofy looking horse from the background of that painting into yeah. the that's <laughs> <laughs> part of that painting. So it's like goofy looking horse in the background. <laughs> um, I just wanted to mention that card because the art's sweet. Yeah, totally. So now you can talk about a playable card if you want. Okay, uh, so my next card is a Phylactery Lich. Uh-huh. Uh, it's three blacks. So it's a black, black, black. Uh, for a indestructible 5-5 five, five zombie. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, place a phylactery counter on an artifact you control. When you control no permanents with phylactery counters on them, sacrifice phylactery lich. So you actually think this is playable? I'm unsure. Like, I'm really unsure. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously the stats are very good, but mm-hmm. that artifact thing is, is a real is a real deal. Mm-hmm. Um, like It's probably not going to be good enough to be played in any kind of like mono black like aggro deck playing vehicles is it I wouldn't have thought so no I mean it's interesting it's definitely an interesting card and I, I'd, I'd like to see it playable I think I think like 3 mana 5-5 five, five indestructible is you know decent yeah yeah I think so but maybe it's just not yeah but we'll, we'll have to see maybe, maybe there's some kind of some kind of deck there that wants it yeah ironically it does die to the second mode of cleansing nova not the destroy all creatures mode ah uh, bumbo yeah <laughs> yeah Still I haven't got a, lot, got a lot to say about the card for honest other than yeah like stats are good uh, it's, I mean it's it's Probably pretty loose, but I like <coughs> mm-hmm. it. I like it. It's definitely yeah. a unique kind of card. Sure. So I think I want to talk about Plague Mare. Sure. Because one chain welder isn't enough. No, yeah. One black black for a 2-2. Yeah. So a nightmare horse. Yeah. Can't be blocked by white creatures. And when it ends battlefield, creatures your opponent's control get minus one, minus one until the end of turn. Cool. Right, what's, what What happened in, like, uh, I can't remember what the... What the the team's called the Tests in Wizards. Uh, it's a play design. I think it's a play design team, yeah. Sure. Like, what happened in their testing yeah. that made them want to hate on tokens this hard? Poor Chian, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Goblin Chainmailer, obviously. Yeah. Using that, which means tokens are not playable. Uh, we have Plague Mayor, which does a very, very similar thing. Yeah. And we have a card we come come to later, um, which just says creature tokens get minus one, minus zero. Wait, how good is this token stack meant to have been that this is a card they need to print yeah or do they just know. hate like they just want to kill Alarams that badly maybe yeah maybe they were just maybe they were just worried about it being that powerful and in fact it turns out that the other cards are the power are the ones that are too powerful yeah I mean like I'm not sure this is actually playable no like a 3 mana 2-2 but it's just the fact that that effect is very much relevant and like yeah, if one ones are playable then you've got enough cards to deal with them yeah um, and it's got sweet art it does yeah the art, the art is cool I, I do quite like this this horse cycle but 
Mm-hmm. The Mayor Cycle. Yeah. I'm upset by the name of this card. Yeah. Because there's already a card called Plague Mayor. There is. And every time I hear Plague Mayor, I keep thinking people saying Plague Mayor. Like, that hasn't been reprinted. <laughs> there isn't in fact in standard. No, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I don't think the card's playable. Um, mm-hmm. Like, the horse deck just isn't going to be a thing but yeah there is this there's definitely some like design aspect of some cards that make you think make, make you do think like why why are there so many of these minus one minus one effects yeah something's happened right yeah to kill all these tokens yeah since wild anyway any more black cards you want to talk about uh no that's it as far as black cards go sweet should we start on red yeah let's go for it so first up for red uh give a shout out to Alpine Moon I think mm. I think it very to be honest I think it's quite a, a very close second for best art in the set yeah it's really sweet it is really really nice um, I did see an image of a high res scan of the art that I don't know whether it had been edited or not but it looked like you can see the outline of like the shape of Emrakul in the moon oh really yeah yeah, I think it's like if you got like the art of MTG, like there's or the art of Magic.com or something. There's it's either the artist or somebody else has uploaded like a really good like high resolution, like really good quality scan of the art. And when, awesome. you, when you zoomed in, you can see like the outline of Emrakul in the moon, which that's would kind cool. of be a bit of a flavour. I mean, like if that's meant to be like the moon on Innistrad still, um, given that there's a quote from Tamio in there as well on the flavour text, oh, and it would explain why like all of like the the woods and the mountains have all disappeared around it. Oh my god. So like maybe maybe it's a callback to Emrakul or maybe it's foreshadowing or maybe it's just nothing. That's so cool. Yeah, I really hope it's a thing. Yeah, I've just seen it. That's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I hope that's true. Sweet. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I like I mean I, I like the card in modern obviously. Like it's good against Tron for decks that might not necessarily have been able to play or sort of want to play a Blood Moon as much. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's a weird one. We keep getting all these moon effects. Yeah, I'm not sure. They just, they, I think that's it. I think like they, they really want to print hate for Tron and Storm, but just don't want to ban anything from the decks, mm-hmm. which I think is acceptable. I think I think I would much rather them keep doing that and keep trying to print like hate cards as opposed to them just actually banning something and making the decks unplayable. Uh huh. I just think yeah. Like, we saw Blood Sun not be very good. Yeah. We might see Alpine Moon not be very good. Yeah. But it, I mean, it, it can. Like, it, it is a perfectly serviceable hate card. Yeah, totally. I think it's better than Blood Sun. Yeah, you I mean, you can name Balakut with it. Yeah. You can name a Tron line with it. You can, I guess, name... Maybe Temple. Yeah. Ayavugin in Legacy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dark Depths. Yep, yeah, Dark Depths. Or Thespian Stage. Yeah. Or, I mean, Wasteland. Ghost yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, there's applications. We'll have to see where it goes. Yeah. And the fact that you can cast it on turn one at, like, after sideboard games seems pretty reasonable, but... Yeah, absolutely. We'll have to see. Yeah, that's it. Like, maybe, like... Yeah, maybe Mono Red and Legacy just wants this in the sideboard. Maybe we just want to play, like, was it 16 Moon at this point? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you play 16 Moon effect. Because, obviously, in, like, some of the, the Dark Depths and Legacy, like, you're getting... The combo as early as turn two. Yeah, I think that's a way of disrupting it, like in against like the sort of turbo Deaths decks. So yeah, maybe it goes in the sideboard and mono red and legacy. Yeah, seems reasonable. Yeah, cool. So I think Banefire is an interesting card to talk about. Yeah, sure. Okay. So Banefire is uh, red and an X. Yeah. It's a sorcery. Banefire does X damage to any target. Yeah. If X is five or more, this spell can't be countered and damage can't be prevented. Yes. So this is a reprint. Banefire was yeah, it's, it's decent. It's a good card. Yeah, I think this is gonna be good in a red deck. Like, red decks are going to want to play this, like, in the sideboard, or just generally. Just closes out games for yeah. what you want to do. 
Absolutely. Um, if there's a big mana deck as well, like I could see like a ramp deck where this is just the, the win condition. Yeah. Where you go, you know, I mean, maybe not Lionel Royals, but Lionel Royals into uh, Grove from the Ashes, into Our like Promise. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, this card's sweet, and I think it's 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 always going to be viable. Yeah, definitely. Like as long as there's there's a viable control deck in standard, like mm-hmm. Bane Fire is always a, a good card against control. Yeah, exactly. You just top deck it and you just win the game. Yeah. Um, they run you out of resources and you top deck it and kill them. Just reasonably sweet. Totally. Uh, yeah, I've got no, not much to say about it. I just think it's a good card. Yeah, um, same. Excited to see it, see it in standard. Yeah, I agree. Cool. Uh, so after that, I think we've got Demanding Dragon. Mm-hmm. Three, two red for a five-five flying dragon. When it enters the battlefield, it deals five damage to target opponent unless that player sacrifices the creature. Uh, mm. So it's one of these Punisher cards. Yeah, I I like it. I think I think it does a good imitation of a Glorybringer. Yeah. Like it's probably not as good as Glorybringer, but mm-hmm. it's probably going to get the job done. Like at least like when rotation happens, this is kind of like the higher end of the mono red deck, definitely. Yeah, I think so. I, th- oh, I wish it had haste. Maybe that's asking too much. Yeah, I think I think maybe it is asking a little too much. Like I had one in my deck that I went three one with in pre-release, yeah, and it just felt good every single time. Sure. Um. Yeah. Like because like they're either going to get in for five. You're either going to deal five, deal five damage with it, which is like it has haste and vigilance. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to get rid of a creature, which is, like, good in general. Yep. At the worst, they're going to get rid of, like, a, just a 1-1 one, one token or something at worst. But well, at least then that's one less body on the board. They've already got Chain Whirler into this, so they won't have 1-1s one, left. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, sweet card. Like, yeah, I'm sure it'll also play, like, top end of red decks. Yeah. It's not better than Glorybringer right now. No, totally. Not right now. I just, yeah, I just feel like a lot of people are, maybe, I don't know if, if underestimating is the right word. Maybe, maybe a lot of people just feel a bit underwhelmed by it because we've got Glorybringer to compare it to directly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think like I think it's doing good. I think it's decent enough. Yeah, I think so. Cool. It's, it's certainly a good card. Yeah, I like it. Dragon's uh, good. Cool. So uh, next card. Yeah. Goblin Instigator. Yes. Say uh, one and a red for a one one. Yep. Goblin Rogue. I'm going to enter the battlefield. Create a one one red Goblin creature token. Yes. Uh, so Dragon Fodder has been standard playable before. Yeah. In Dragons of Tarkir standard, the mono red deck there, like when we stoke the flames. Yeah. We had this as a playable card. Yes. But it's a creature and this gets reduced by Goblin Warchief yeah. which is actually sort of relevant yeah. so you mean one mana for uh, two bodies both of which will have haste if you have Warchief on the battlefield yeah. I just think this is a serviceable card if a Goblin deck is a thing surely it just dies to Chain Whirler though yeah this is the thing Like, so so this is a, this is what I thought was funny about it is that like this Goblin card which would make it into a Goblin deck is unplayable because of the existence of a different Goblin, goblin. yeah absolutely which is, absurd. Uh, which, is really, which is really annoying because I think this card's sweet um, and I think that like the Goblin deck is starting to take, sh- take shape between yeah. like the, in um the cards in Dominaria and the cards in M19 yeah totally I I just wish they'd reprinted Goblin Rival Master in this set like I think that was the that was the card really that had made like the previous sort of Goblin deck playable yeah but could you imagine the mono red deck with Goblin Rival Master as yeah, well and Chain Whirler yeah yeah yeah, so gross. I feel like even in that instance, like Rubble Master would get the ban and not Chain Whirler, because <laughs> we refuse to ban, ban Goblin Chain Whirler. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Sweet. I just I think this is a cool card. Like I think if Chain Whirler goes away, yeah. this might be a cool card. I like goblins; they're cool. Yeah, goblins are cool. Uh, it'd be yeah, nice. Like if there were some blink effects, so maybe you could like get a couple of goblins, like a couple more goblins for your, your, your two mana. But oh man, if only uh, Fellar Guardian was in was, uh, legal standard. If only, if only. Just loads of goblins. <laughs> Sweet. What's our next card? Yeah, uh, I guess it's Goblin Trashmaster. Really, to stick with the goblin theme. Mm-hmm. Two, two red for three, three. Other goblins you control get plus one, plus one. Sacrifice a goblin, destroy target artifact. Yep. I saw a legacy deck yeah. with, one, with one copy of this card in. Okay, cool. I, 
I still can't think why. <laughs> this card's cool. Yeah, I I like it definitely. Like especially when you've got vehicles and standards still. Like mm-hmm. I'd happily sacrifice a one-one goblin to kill a heart of Kieran. Absolutely. Like it seems like an absolute flavor fail, but hey ho. Yeah, yeah. You can blow up Godfrey's gift, I suppose. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like it seems sweet, and like maybe this is modern playable. Maybe yeah. But there's a modern goblins deck we're getting closer to. Yeah. Closer and closer to until there's just you know a critical mass of these cards. Yeah, I have just noticed something as well on a on a different a slightly different card that I just want to touch on quickly while we're on goblins still. Mm-hmm. The flavor text on Goblin Motivator is just really kind of like annoying me. Small yeah. words stoke large flames. Like they could have reprinted Stoke the Flames. I mean they'd have to reprint Convoke then. They would. And that would have been good. Yeah they would have been good. Yeah. Like, convoke. Sorry, I just yeah, I just noticed that and was like, oh yeah. It's <laughs> so, like it's taunting me. Like <laughs> hey remember these good cards? Well you're not gonna find them in this set. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, I think you should lodge a formal complaint. Because... Yeah. Hashtag blame Chion. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, goblins definitely a thing, and uh, I think rounding off the the goblins uh, for this section, I think uh, should be good. A snipe. Yeah, it doesn't go in the same deck as the other goblins, but <laughs> definitely not. But I I certainly think I certainly think it's going to be playable. Like if not currently when standard rotates definitely like I would I would love to see some sort of gutter snipe deck like just where you training like draw cards off I mean, yeah just train training like cantrips off each other and burn spells like it would be great mm-hmm. yeah just spells in your deck yeah be good uh, again i feel like it's the last one we had like that was like thermo thing and like i absolutely loved like thermo thing like probably i don't know like definitely one of the, the favorite my favorite decks i've ever played in the standard format like cool. i think close close contest for first i think between that and a red but mm-hmm. uh it was just just really nice to have like do one damage cast a spell do some damage do a damage cast a spell and just chaining things and cantripping things was really good it would be mm-hmm. nice to get that back because it feels like it's been forever since we've had that yeah like this it could definitely be an archetype we could play yeah it seems pretty sweet yeah considering it was eldritch moon yeah eldritch moon game day was was when I, uh, one game day with that deck and that was it's quite a while ago now. Yeah, that's ages ago. I can't remember. So let's move on to a slightly more, more slightly less goblin-y card. Yeah, sure. Since this is a constructed set review, we're talking about all forms of constructed matching. Yeah. I do have to mention Laughless Dragon Queen. Okay. Uh, four red red for a 6-6 six, six legendary creature dragon flying whenever another dragon ends the battlefield in New York. A non-token dragon ends the battlefield in New York and because otherwise this would go infinite. Create a 5-5 five, five red dragon creature token with flying yeah. and uh, you play one red and dragons you control get plus one plus zero oh until an end of turn. Yeah, it seems like a commander card. Definitely. Yeah, if you have a dragon deck, put it in because this card's really good. Yeah. Um, like, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. <laughs> This card's really sweet. I like sure. it. It's the, the Dragon Queen. This card seems really good in Dragon EDH decks. Absolutely, yeah. You stick them in, pump all your dragons, get some extra dragons. Yeah, I mean, all nice Barrow is really, really good. So, yeah, cool. Lathis is probably very good as well. Yeah, I agree. Talk about standard cards, I mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk about a. I feel like, like once again, I'm just going to go blah, 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 Goblin Chain Whirler. But I'd like to just touch on Lightning Mare briefly. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, like that, again, like that horse cycle, like really cool. And, you know, most of them seem like they're almost playable and uh, i think lightning mare is one that again seems almost playable it yep. can't be countered can't be blocked by blue creatures it's a two mana so it's red and red for a three one one and red give it plus one plus zero to end a turn mm-hmm. and problem is it's a three one so it just dies to chain whirler like yep. it, it could have been i think it could have been playable in the mono red deck absolutely but it can't be because yeah, of chain whirler like after the almond cat card rotate this would have been playable but yeah yeah absolutely unfortunately and this dies to other mono red decks. Yeah. Oh well. Let's move yep. on. Mm-hmm. Well, now we get to talk about your homeboy. Yeah, Sarkin Fireblood. Mm-hmm. I think it's only fair that you read this one out. Yeah, <laughs> it's one red red for a legendary planeswalker, Sarkin. 
Uh, it comes in with three loyalty. Plus one, you may discard a card. If you do, draw a card. Plus one, add two mana in any combination of colours. Spend this mana only to cast dragon spells. And then minus seven, create four five five red dragon creature tokens with flying. So you don't play dragons, right? Yeah, I guess so. Um, I I like Sarkin a lot. I think it's pretty cool. Um, I still still really unsure of what deck you want to put it in. To be honest, uh-huh. like I don't know. I don't know where the home for this card is. Like it's weird, right? Yeah, like the one red red feels like it might be quite difficult to get it out on turn three for the decks. Like I'd wanna so I, I'd I'd wanna stick this in like a like a Grixis deck. I think so you can play Nickel Bolas off them quite nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think the the one red red might. Oh. Yeah, I think it might, might it might even just be too difficult to get that on the turn three consistently uh-huh. i'm unsure but i like the other ability like the plus one discard a card draw a card so mm-hmm. it's pretty good uh the minus seven like i i don't even think it's that great like i think if you're getting to minus seven you're just winning the game anyway but create four five fire red dragon creature tokens like in a format where you've got like fumigate and settle the wreckage like mm-hmm. yeah i don't think it's that great for like an ultimate ability yeah i mean so i'm a little confused to where sarkin goes but maybe I, like I don't a, i don't dislike the card to be honest like i really don't maybe there's a weird five color deck with like all the legendary well not all of them but like some number of legendary yeah and some stuff i mean like this is a varic's blade wing is pretty sweet yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, even Laughless. Yeah. Probably, uh, there's some other dragons, right? Yeah, I still just think, like, you just want to run them in modern. Turn 1 Goblin Guide, turn 2 Eidolon, turn 3 Sarkin, turn 4 Dragon Lord Ujitai. <laughs> <laughs> Any combination of colours? Yeah. That's good. <laughs> well, why stop there? Why don't you just, like, because you can, you can ramp from. Because on turn 4, you'll have 6 mana available if you play a land, right? Yeah, yeah. So you can just cast, like, Dragon Lord Remoka. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, why stop at Ojitai? Yeah. Um,. Well, because, because, because I would assume at that point your opponent concedes because they're just too confused. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to play this. Like, no. And Sarkin, and they've got a land. Oh, dude. Yeah. I'm not playing this game anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, it seems uh, seems horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, this card's weird. I honestly still think that you could take the spend this mana only to cast dragon spells off this card and it would be fine. Yeah. I think that would be, like, it would be powerful, but I don't think it'd be broken. Yeah, totally. Um, that's it. Like, I, I do like the card, but I do, at the moment, slightly struggle to see whereabouts it's going to fit. Yeah, we'll, we'll find something. Yeah. It's got to be something, right? Yeah. Sweet. I think that might actually be the last of the good red cards. Yeah, I think I think I would agree, to be honest. Like, there's, you know, there's one or two cards that are probably going to be playable. Like, you know, like Lightning Strike's always going to Play, playable shocks always going to be playable mm-hmm. um smelt's probably going to be a cyborg card one red destroy target artifact yep so uh, very reasonable yeah other than that like i think that's it as far as red cards go mm-hmm. so i guess we move on to the green cards yeah, so all right so green cards i guess i guess we kind of have to start at the top really don't we go on it's uh it's your boy the fourth time <laughs> colossal dreadmore See, I was going to make that joke, but I thought, no, that's too silly. I'll just actually go for a good card first. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it would be wrong not to touch on it. Colossal Dreadmore's oh, yeah, back. It's, it's still uh, uh, unplayable, but oh, yeah, it's yeah. never going away. I mean, it did go away for, for briefly. Yeah, for, it wasn't in Dominaria. No, that's the only set this year it hasn't been in. <laughs> God damn it. The Wizards needs to try harder. Yeah, that's enough, cool. enough about so that. So that was... Uh, that's a sick little meme for you there. Yeah. Move on to an actual playable card. <laughs> so I think the first card I want to talk about maybe Dryad Greenseeker. Okay. Which is a one and a green for a one three Dryad. Yeah. Tap it and look at the top card of your library. If it's a land card, you may reveal it and put it into your hand. Yeah. So this is like strictly better Sindbad. Yeah. So uh, what set was that from? Uh, Arabian Nights. Arabian Nights. Yeah. 
But that card sucks. Um, <laughs> oh, it's good in old school. Yeah. You play, you're playing in London Control in old school. Oh, stop it with your nonsense. <laughs> you do? You play, yes, in Bad Field of Dreams is great. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> but okay, true. Um, so, yeah, this card's, this card's interesting. Yeah. It just draws you cards. Yeah. And it so it either draws you, like it draws you a land if you need lands. Yeah. Or, or it guarantees that the next card is not a land. Yeah. I think there's some interesting applications for this. Yeah, um, definitely. Like activate in your upkeep, check what's coming, and be clear a land if you need to. Because obviously, like if you activate it after you've drawn a card, you can only draw a land if it's a land. Yeah. So you can activate in your upkeep, pinch land on the top of your library, and then hopefully like draw another card. Yeah, I looks, think it's, it's interesting. I'm not sure like if it's actually good. No, I mean it looks like Groot. It does look like Groot. Yeah, they've really like with all the like sort of tree folk and the dryads. Like they've really moved to a sort of Grooty. They really have. Yeah, it's really weird. Mm. I'm just trying to get where the money is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I yeah, I do like it. Like it's decent stats for the cost uh, and you can see that ability it guarantees that you're always going to be drawing a, a non-land card yeah. which is what you want really in standard to be honest yeah definitely yeah I mean it's, it's, it's interesting we'll have to see if it's playable yeah cool so what have you got next on green because green is definitely your domain I think <laughs> yeah this is where I get everything wrong and embarrass myself um, we have Elvish Clan Caller cool which is green green for a 1-1 elf druid yeah other elves you control get plus one plus one yeah and you can pay four green green and tap it to search your library for a card Named Elvish Clan Caller, put onto that field and shuffle your library. Cool. Two mana Elf Lord. Yeah, seems good. Elves is sort of a sport driving standard. It's okay. I don't know whether modern elves wants a two mana Lord. Yeah. Because um, I think the, the thing with Lords is like the reason it plays Elvish Arts Druid in modern is because it has Priest of Titania's ability, not because it gives plus one plus one, really. Yeah. Um, you have a zero stuff like that. But I mean, it's interesting and like if you have loads of mana, you just get to stack them up. Yeah, true. You get to play six mana and search for another one and just keep chaining Lords. Problem, but um, though, is, is it dies to chain well? It does, yeah. Before you have all the all the other lords, it dies to chain well. Yeah. Goblins beat elves officially. Yeah. It has been confirmed. <laughs> just just beat elves. one goblin of a chain beats all just elves. Apparently. Yeah. 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 They could, you can have like ten elves and like one clan caller and then just kill the clan caller. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I wish this was good. Yeah. I agree. Probably not good enough. Yeah. Well, we have another elf druid next. Cool. Elvish Rejuvenator. Sure. Which is two and a green for a one-one. Yep. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, look at the top five cards of your library. Put a land card from them onto the battlefield tapped. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Sure. So, sort of new templating of like wood elves or fine horn elf yep. type of act. I think the uh, wizards have actually made a statement like they're trying to reduce the amount of shuffling that happens. Yeah, I think so. In magic, which is probably like it makes cards weaker, but it's probably for the long-term game, yeah. like long-term gain because like Jesus some magic games take so long <laughs> the amount of shuffling you have to do um, it's quite interesting it's such, it finds any land and you're probably likely to hit a land yeah uh, look at top five like ugh, I can't bother to do the maths I'm really bad at maths but you're probably hitting a land most, most of the time yeah probably uh, so it's just a good ramp card sure probably not good in, it likes to chain well yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean it's probably it's probably fine if there's like a ramp deck where you want to like play RLs and then this and the growth me ashes and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know, maybe. Sure, I could sure. see it right. And it finds any land, so like you could I mean if there's like a I'm not sure if there's any like particularly good land you want to find off it, but it finds dual land. Yeah. See, do you want to get for, for, for the next card? Yeah, here we go. It's uh Gigantosaurus. Yeah. It's five mana, so it's a green, 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 green for a ten <laughs> ten dinosaur. Yeah. Uh, that's that's it. No abilities, no spice, no nothing. Just ah, it's just a big ten ten for five. Yep, sweet. 
Uh, really, really, really want to fling it. <laughs> Definitely. Like, uh, it's, I mean, it, it's obviously not very playable. Is no, it? Yeah. Is it? No. no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not. Because it, oh. I mean, it, it yeah, because like Llanowar Elves aren't playable, but if Llanowar Elves were playable, then you could just go like, uh, like Llanowar Elf into uh, Oasis Ritualist, into like this on turn three, mm-hmm. into like... Uh, called uh, turn four, mm-hmm. but chain whirler. But chain whirler. Yeah. So I just love this card. <laughs> chain whirler even stops the massive dinosaurs. Like. <laughs> yeah, I know it's ridiculous. It's just so impressive. Yeah. I, just love, I love this card though. Five, just five green mana for a ten turn. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's it's I like more than card. Yeah, it it kind of just looks very clean. Yeah, it's sweet. It's really cool. Yeah. I mean, it looks like a an intro pack or like a, a welcome deck, rare. Yeah, it does definitely. Yeah, but, but I mean, mean unlimited. It's probably just a house unlimited, to be honest. How the hell are you casting this? Play like, there was, there was consideration about not playing Tempest Jin in Dominaria because it was three blue and that was difficult. Yeah, you just play mono green though. Like if, if you yeah, open, if you open it, you may as well go for it. I think. Yeah, I mean, I between like Druid yeah. of the Cowls and like you know, you hmm. open a Gift of Paradise, maybe. Yeah, sure. Okay, I can see it. I mean, it's, yeah. Five out of ten, ten. I'm in. Sure. And it gets cast spells for it as well. Yeah. Next up, we got Reclamation Sage. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy this card is back, to be honest. Like, yeah, kind of like not really a card that I would typically play, but it's mm-hmm. a really good effect on a card. Um, like, yeah, sure, you got Manglehorn, but Reclamation Sage just feels like a classic at this point. Yeah, like, I've, I've been wanting this card back in standard for ages. Yeah. It's just such a great card. It's so versatile. It dies to Goblin Chain Werner. It's exactly <laughs> what you want standard card. Yeah. It's kind I'm really glad it's back. Yeah, it's just definitely. Like, it's one of those, like, sort of corset staples. Yeah. Yeah, it's just sweet. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's good. Now, next card. Whew, I'm excited about this card very yeah. much. This is one of the only cards I'm actually excited about in the set. Cool. We have uh, Runic Armosaur. Yes. Which is a 2-5 dinosaur for one green green. Yeah. Whenever an opponent activates an ability of a creature or land that isn't a mana ability, you may draw a card. Yeah. Cool boy. That's, that's a sweet card. You can find it off Collector Company. Yeah, totally. Which is why I'm mainly looking to play this card. So if they activate an ability of a creature or a land, so fetch lands, yeah. draw a card. Yeah, sounds good. Sweet value you're, uh, you're getting. Yeah. It's, uh, it's If your opponent goes off with the Devoted Druid combo, yeah. you can draw your entire deck. Yeah. Then have your entire deck in your hands as you lose. <laughs> um, <laughs> or just not give them the satisfaction and die to your own card. Yeah. Just choose to draw a card. Um, I think this card's really sweet. I think it's a lot of applications. Three minute two five is really sweet. Yeah, definitely. It's a good good two five blocks. Pretty much everything in modern that you really care about. Yeah, I'm just really glad it doesn't say artifact on it. Yeah, because that would be obnoxious. That would be very sad for lantern players. I mean, the world is already a sad place for lantern players, Joe. True, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Stop playing bad decks. (laughs) Yeah, I think this card. I think this card's really cool, really interesting. I think I'm probably going to try it out in modern. Yeah, sure. Just a a two five. Yeah, two five. Two five is three. It's good. Good. Block Tarmogoy is pretty effectively. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite sweet. Yeah, totally. I'm not sure it's standard playable. No, probably not. Like, unless... Yeah, unless we see some, like, relevant creatures or lands. Yeah, sure. But I can't see it being playable any, anytime soon. No, it's still a cool card. Sure. Uh, speaking of cool cards that are unplayable in standard. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to talk about Escape Shift, right? Yeah, Escape Shift's back. I'm very happy with that. Yeah, definitely. Neat. Like, it was just card with one printing, modern staple, who's getting up their own price. Got some nice new art on it as well. Yeah, with the pirate ships and, yeah. the and stuff. It's awesome. Yeah, um, it's a cool card. It's not... Okay, it might see playing standard. I really hope it sees playing standard. Yeah, like, is Hour of Promise not just better? Ah, but you get to play, like, the... Um, I mean, yes. Yeah, Hour of Promise <laughs> as well. Like... <laughs> you get uh, Tatiova. Yeah. And Multani. Ah, yeah, Multani's pretty good. Shit, how yeah. do you possibly lose? Yeah, true. Um, I mean, you've got to get to that point in the game where you can cast those cards first, yeah, really. You like, you don't die to Chain Whirler. Yeah, exactly. You, no, you just preoccupy your opponents with killing your Llanowar Elves with their Chain Whirler. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
and then they'll get so excited about casting their three mana card for value and then you get to scape shift with a tattoo over and play okay cool just, just immediately win the game seems good seems good that's exactly how it's going to play out okay <laughs> I'll take your word for it <laughs> sweet what's what's our next card uh, I guess next up we've got to be uh, going to go for Vivian Vivian yeah it's pretty good Vivian Reed it's a 3-2 mm-hmm. green legendary planeswalker Vivian comes in with 5 loyalty you can plus 1 look at the top 4 cards to your library you may reveal a creature or land card from them and put them into your hand put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order uh, destroy minus three, destroy target artifact, enchantment or creature with flying. Uh, minus eight, you get an emblem with creatures you control, get plus two, plus two, have vigilance, trample, and indestructible. This is the most green card they have ever made. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, this is sweet. Like, oh, there's nothing particularly interesting or fun going on here. Yeah. It's just a very, very solid green planeswalker. Absolutely, yeah. It's the kind of green planeswalker that green decks, or like mid range decks, uh, bringing from the sideboard to be control decks. Yeah, it's kind of actually stapled on. You can deal with problem permanence. You can minus three kill a Lyra, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, totally. Um, minus three kill a Glorybringer. Uh, yeah. Minus three kill your opponent's demanding dragon that they're going to be playing post rotation. Yes, <laughs> because of the sweet tech that we taught them from this podcast. Yeah. Uh, uh, you minus eight, so your Lanoir Elves survive a chain weller. <laughs> That's the combo. Yep. <laughs> you did it. Um, yeah, this card's sweet. I think it's going to see play. Yeah, I agree 100%. Like, just just good. Just a good green card. Just a good green card. That's all I want in the world. Yeah. <laughs> just a green card. Sweet. This card's sweet. I think that is the last of the good green cards. Yeah. To talk about. Should we move on to, to multicolored cards? Yeah, multicolored and artifacts. So I think we should skip over the, the Elder Dragons, since we did go quite deep on them last week. Mm-hmm. I do want to talk about one one multicolored card before we get to the uh, Yeah, the let's go for it. So, what did you have one you want to talk about as well? And uh, heroic reinforcements I quite liked in limited. Yes, it's quite, yeah, that is that card is quite good in limited. Yeah. I imagine it was it was good like at any point in the game like so it was good if I was ahead and I just needed to win I could play that and just win that turn. But mm-hmm. it was also good if it was behind as well because paying four mana to put an extra two bodies on the board it's even if you're just going to chump block with them it's going to buy you a turn and like it was mm-hmm. was very very impressed with reinforcements in the, the red white deck yep I like that card a lot in limited yeah it's really sweet yeah uh, I want to talk about Sater Enchanter yes talk away uh, so why is this so bad compared to the other multicolor cards in the set in terms of limited play um, that's my first question yeah because all the other cards are just like slam dunk for any of the color pairs you're in pretty much yeah like ending with Drake's medium but like Sater Enchanter is just complete garbage yeah, so I think it relies heavily on you playing the enchantments, and I think the enchantments in this are uh, considerably worse than they were in Dominaria. Yep, they are not good. No, I, I think we're getting closer and closer to modern enchantress deck. Yeah, we've got Island of Blossoms. We've got this. There's going to be something going on. That's what I wanted to say. Maybe, maybe. it's also the green white card in the set, and I, I wouldn't be me if I didn't talk about the green white card. Yeah, true. Uh, this card's really weird and bad I don't understand yeah. I mean like, honestly there could be a, it could be an application in modern where like the green white and tragic decks want yeah. some, but it's not good <laughs> sure and, yeah, could yeah that was quite quick through the multicolored cards uh, cause, so yep. we did go pretty deep on the Elder Dragons last week uh, so mm-hmm. we'll skip over them for now yep uh, we come to our first of the uh, the colorless cards I guess really the artifact cards mm-hmm. and that would be Amulet of Safekeeping yep uh, so it's two of any colour for an artifact. When you become the target of a spell or ability an opponent controls, counter that spell or ability unless its opponent pays one. And creature tokens get minus one, minus zero. What the hell is this card? It's a really specific anti-storm card. That's all it is. <laughs> it's really, like, just... Oh, it's uh, empty orange in your deck. Yeah, you can't play that card anymore. Yeah. It's... Well, yeah, it's, it, like, just... 
What? <laughs> it gets rid of both wind cons in ad nauseum tendrils. Like, oh, you yeah, have a fluster storm for free. All right, sure. And your goblins don't do anything. Like, yeah, yeah. great. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I just don't. I don't get this card at all. Yeah, I think it's that thing with like the Alpine Moon thing and like the Blood Sun and everything. I think it's it's that kind of thing again where Damnix Fury even like they really they want to be printing as many hate cards as they can until like they find the one that does the job so yeah. they're going to print the hate cards as opposed to just banning the stuff because people people get upset when their cards are banned when their decks get banned mm-hmm. but I think people get less upset when somebody brings in a sideboard card against them than if they just couldn't play that deck at all yeah and I'm perfectly fine with that like I think that's a relatively like clean answer to doing it yeah why do they keep putting these cards at rare though yeah I don't know Jesus like isolate uh, infernal whatever it's called yeah. don't care about that card no. I mean like, safekeeping like Dumping Sphere was sweet because it was an uncommon. Yeah. And you opened it in your draft pack and went, like, oh, well, I'm not taking this as a complete miss. But then it's an available card and it's actually seeing play in Modern. Yeah. Whereas Amulet of Safekeeping, you open your, your, your limited pool and you're like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it's, unless you're playing against like, incredibly aggressive Mono Red with burn spells. Yeah. And new players are going to open it and go, well, I don't want to play this. Yeah, what does it? This doesn't do anything. What's, what's this? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's creature I, tokens as well, so it hits your own tokens. Like it doesn't even yeah. like it's just bad. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to board sideboard against Storm. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah, like pretty much any any legacy sideboard will play this now. Yep, it fits in any deck. Like I could probably play one in my own sideboard in Storm, like for the mirror match. Yeah, seems reasonable. Yeah, seems good. Cool. Because it yeah, because it taxes you less than Damping Sphere would. Yes. Cool. It's bad. I hate it. Yeah, I, yeah. It's it's a card that exists. It's, it's a strange mm-hmm. one. Speaking of cards that occupy a rare slot, the people yeah. are going to be able to open limited pools. Yeah. Crucible of Worlds. <laughs> good old Crucible of Worlds. Yeah, it's sweet. I think we talked about this before. Yeah, it's, I it's love it. This is, this is you know, I, I predicted or at least hoped that this would be in this set like a couple of months ago and like yeah. this is the absolute perfect time and place to reprint this card. Yeah. Looks great. I'm really glad they kept the old art on that. Yeah, it's really it's awesome. It's just art. amazing. I love it. Absolutely love it. Yep. And you can play it in that um, Escape Shift Tatio the yep. Montani deck. You could, yeah. Because then your Montani doesn't even get any smaller. Hey, there you go. Maybe it is playable on standard. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. What's our what's our next our next card? Our next interesting card, uh, I think, is probably going to be Magistrate Scepter. Yeah. It's a three of any colour for an artifact. Uh, you pay four and tap it to put a charge counter on Magistrate Scepter. Then you tap it, remove three charge counters from Magistrate Scepter, take an extra turn after this one. A lot of take extra turn effects. Oh yeah, we've got a lot. Uh, I whether or not any of them will actually be good enough, mm-hmm. still unsure. But I think like this magistrate scepter one is is interesting at least. Like it's an interesting reprint. Absolutely. Like there's a really like really janky loose combo you can do with like winding constrictor to give it extra counters. But like <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like appropriate nonsense. Yeah, I I don't I don't think it's playable. But I I just want to highlight it because I think it's it's quite an interesting reprint. Yeah, definitely. It's really it's pretty cool. Cool. Um. I think that does it for artifacts. There's two more, I think. Really? Yeah, I think I, I just have to talk about Millstone and how happy I am that that's back. Ugh, okay. If Mill's going to be a thing, then I'm gonna just going to jam forward Millstone and whatever I'm playing. That's fine. So that's that. And then uh, Sigil Sword of Valoron. Oh, okay, sure. Uh, it goes in quite nicely in that white-black knight deck. Three mana mm-hmm. for a, a sword, artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus two plus zero, has vigilant, and is a knight in addition to its other creatures. And whenever equipped creature attacks, create a two-two white knight creature token with vigilance when attacking. That's attacking. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, like it's definitely going to be playable in that black-white knight deck if it, if it is a thing. 
which mm-hmm. I think it might well could be. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, so uh, I think it's definitely sweet. a relevant standard card there in that. Yeah, I think so. And especially if Knights is a thing. Yeah. Sweet, cool. So I guess that does it, unless there are any of the lands you want to talk, touch on. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wanted to talk on, uh, I think the last card I want to talk about is uh, Detection Tower. Awesome. It's a sweet card. Um, so this is a land. Yeah. Tap it to add a colourless. Do you want a ball? Yeah. You can tap it to add a colourless. My bad. Or you can uh, pay one and tap it. Until end of turn, your opponents and creatures your opponents control with hexproof can be targets of spells and abilities. You control as though they didn't have hexproof. Yes. This is cool. I mean, it's a very, very specific hate card. They're printing it rare again. Yeah. It might might be reasonable against boggles, I think, maybe. Yeah. That's that's something, certainly, yeah. I don't think I hate tutoring this off a Knight of the Reliquary and just pathing my opponent's boggle. Yeah, that seems pretty good. Um... Yeah, it's a sweet commander card. It's, I think it's probably modern playable, fringely. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if Boggles actually becomes a problem in the format. Yeah, I, um, I don't think it will do, to be honest. But if it does, at least you've got a card there. Um, if you're playing against any, like, Leyline decks, then yeah, sure. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there, yeah there's, exactly. there's, definitely, there's definitely some sort of corner case applications for it, and I'm, I'm glad it's one of those cards that I'm like, hey, this might not see a lot of play, but I, I am glad this card exists. Yeah, I'm glad they're like exploring this sort of this sort of space and like printing these sorts of cards. Yeah, definitely. Sweet. So I think. Always, almost reminds me of, of Urborg in a way. Mm, remove, how? Remove Swampborg. Oh, sure. Yeah, like original Urborg. Like uh, Aqu- yeah, yeah, Urborg, yeah. Urborg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Remove Swampborg. Uh, I think sure. is it Remove Swampborg, Walk and First Strike? Yeah, like two black abilities, I think. Like, they were black abilities, I don't know, actually. No, white abilities, right? Yeah. First Strike and Swampborg. Yeah. Sweet. I think that about does it. Yeah. For our therapy. That was, a, that was a long one. It was. It was a long one. So, yeah, congratulations if you did stick out the whole ride uh, with us and, and kept it. Kept up throughout that. I barely did. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like we've, yeah, we kind of like life got in the way, and we didn't really do as much research and sort of prep as we should have done for this episode. Really, you know. Uh, life gets in the way. Yeah, life does get in the way. Um, it's the day. But yeah, like, how do you feel about this set overall? Like, if you had to give like a give it a rating, give it a star rating out of five stars. Two. Yeah, I think I'm probably. I think I'm about the two point five with the yeah, escape shift and crucible just bumping it up. Yeah, that's that's the thing. That's what's holding it up. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of cards I want for command the decks, I guess. That's <laughs> it. Like, yeah, like the the reprints in the set are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one or two new cards I think will help certain decks, specific decks. Yep. But as far as cards I want to play in standard right now, I yeah, like I honestly don't think there's there's any. No, I'm just there's cards that like I will end up playing. Yeah. But there are no cards that I want to play. Yeah. Or that make a new deck or like are obviously stand out great. They're just like, oh, this random card will fit into a deck because it's fine. Absolutely. Like I don't think Grixis is playable for Nickel Bolas to be seeing the amount of play that it should. Mm-hmm. Um, like. Chromium's your finisher in your Esper control deck. Yep. And then that's probably about it, really. Like, mm-hmm. like I say, unless they, you know, we do see a couple of new decks emerge, like Zombies is a thing again, if Mono White is finally a proper deck. Yeah. Uh, and, like I said, that I keep saying that, the Black White Knight deck, like, if that can become a thing, then that's cool. But as far as, like, slotting cards into already existing decks, I don't think we're really going to see anything, any major change at all until rotation happens. No. It's... It's relatively boring. Yeah, mediocre set, to be honest. It is, yeah, it is. It's absolutely fine. Um, I just feel like, while yes, it is fine, it feels a lot worse than it would do usually, I think, coming off how good Dominaria was. Yeah, that's the thing. We've had such a great set for, like, all... for all formats, really. Yeah. 
Um, like, arguably the best set since Innistrad. Yes, I would probably say so. Yeah. Certainly the best draft set I've ever played, I think. It's up there for me. It's, it's very, yeah. If, if not the best, it's definitely a, definitely a close contender. Yeah, definitely. Number one. Uh, but yeah, I think, like, no matter how much like I love, like, Kanzataka, no matter how good Rock Return to Ravnica was, I think, like, you can just tell when Richard Garfield comes in and, and designs something. Like, he is just, he's he just understands games. He understands the way they should be built and the way they should be played and absolutely you know, Dominari was such just such a good high point that I think to be honest anything coming off the back end of that would have felt a bit of a letdown mm-hmm. so yeah, I guess in a way I'm kind of glad that this core set is now and we get to have this kind of like bit of a downer period before we go back to Ravnica where I assume we'll be back on that upwards upwards curve yeah see how it goes from here yeah totally Whew. That's a, that's a hell of an episode. I think that's, this is going to be the longest episode we've done, right? Yeah, it is absolutely the longest episode we've done. And uh, like I said, like, if you'd like to see more of like a review style, set review style episode like this, whenever a new set comes out, like give us some feedback. Like We'd love to hear your opinions on it. Like, are there any cards that we've missed? Any cards that we're just totally wrong? Uh, any cards you know, Any cards you think we're right on? Yeah, l- let us know. You can find us on our s- just social media channels as always. Uh, on Twitter, we are at HFDCast. Mm-hmm. So facebook.com slash hrefdcast uh, also hrefdcast.com as well or you can just email us hrefdcast at gmail.com or you can find our individual social medias uh, I am on Twitter I am at peachgardenoaf and that's O for Finef uh, or I'm just Joe Loudon on Facebook mm-hmm. find me yeah. in any of the UK magic groups I'll be in there buying reservist cards yeah hopefully <laughs> <laughs> buy that fourth scrub land yeah need to uh, need to yeah I am on Twitter on uh, snail69 Nice. There we go. <laughs> um, uh, or just on like on Facebook, Sam Neil causing trouble Sweet. in MTG UK groups. Yeah. Or you can just search me S N E A L. Sweet. So yeah, we had a, a pretty long long one this week, but I, I think it was necessary to to get that out of the way. We can get our opinions and feelings out on this set, and we'll do a bit of a, a nice shorter episode with some more excitement for you next week. I think. Yeah, definitely. We're trying to get back to some form, I guess. Definitely. So, once again, uh, we are approaching, at this point, the third hour. God (laughs) Pharaoh has by and far returned. Uh, We'll see you again next week on Hour of Devastation. Bye.